Hello there, people of the internet. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Run Your Mouth podcast. Special edition with nothing special about it. But we got news topics because that's what we do. Also, we're making some uh, some big time capital improvements over here. If you're listening to my sweet, sultry voice and you're going, man, this guy sounds sexy as hell today. Well, just know that's uh, that's our capital improvements. And uh, on this new board, I might go ultra compression. You might start listening to the show and be like, who's got that deep voice? How did this guy? I might get set up nine microphones. I might have microphones coming from all angles with all different voices on it. I'll just start having weirder conversations with myself and putting them out on the internet and then hoping more people go, hey, I like the way this guy talks to himself. And then they give me more money. And then all of a sudden, I'm all rich and shit just for having conversations with myself. So that's the goal. And everyone needs to have goals. You know, if you don't have goals for your own life, you're not going to get anywhere. That's what they say. That I always read that in these books. They're like, you got to write it down. Uh, you got to tattoo it to your face. Every time you look in the mirror, you got to see that goal. Cause if you're not looking at that goal, you're not going to end up getting anywhere. All right. First, I'd like to talk about, you know, we're always over here and we're talking about if things were just left to the free market, how great of a world we would live in. But, and I do believe that I believe that it would be better, but I, I just want to make sure that we're not overstating our case because everywhere I go, it's it, sometimes it's incredible to me the way people just can't handle their business. And it could be that if I was a customer of myself, I would be upset with myself for the uh, for me handling my business. But I just feel like every time I interact with almost any service in any capacity, it just it's not working properly. And I, I'd like to go because it's as simple as this. It's as simple as how often are you eating somewhere and they don't have enough napkins available? I mean, how many times at the diner do they have to see somebody? reaching for an extra napkin. I'm a big, just steal a napkin person. That's the way I operate. If I'm sitting at that table, cause they always, they always give you one napkin. They don't know one napkin's not going to work. Do you think your food is that not delicious that people are going to eat it with such care and delicacy that they're only going to need one napkin? I'd like to observe some of these restaurants and see how often a person actually makes it through an entire meal with a single napkin. In fact, you know what? Maybe I should start my own betting website where we do the weirdest fucking gambles on earth. And one of them will be the odds on whether or not an individual eating at the establish will need a second napkin. Wouldn't that be great if there were literally odds in every single activity like that ever existed so that business owners could not deny the fact that like they're just straight up wrong on things. But like, that's what I'm saying. We, we, we like to pretend you get government out of the market. There's no government in the napkin market. No government agency has stepped in and regulated the amount of napkins that could be available to an establishment. No, every single establishment, they're being stingy with those napkins. They're trying to put allocations down at the table that don't make sense. They're trying to pretend like they've given you enough napkins to consume. But firstly, by the time you take the, the, the fork and knife out of the thing, the, the napkin's already a garbage napkin. This is already, this should be, or you know what? I've ruined a fair amount of pants. There should be, off the bat, there should be a napkin available for your pants. There should be a pants napkin, so you should have at least two napkins. I'm going to say each meal should come with at least three quality napkins off the bat. Or, you know a good spot. You know a good restaurant off the bat when they make a lot of napkins available. That's a place that's telling you, hey, while you're here, you can be a fatty. Get after it. Or here's another one. Dude, firstly, my water. Can I, I, I actually, if anyone can propose a guest to me on this, um, I've been a big time tap water drinker. It's there. It's free because there was a time in my life when I was real neurotic where it's like, you can't be drinking the tap water. Yeah. They tell you like in New York city, it's the best water in the entire country. And I'm sure it is, but look at this shitty fucking building I'm in. You think this shitty building has clean pipes. And then at one point I just got over that. I was drinking tap water and I was doing the tap water thing. And then in this apartment, I was just drinking the tap water. 
And then one day I just was like, you know, this water doesn't taste right. And then I was trying to ignore it because I didn't want to go back to being like, I can't be drinking tap water. I was like, I don't know. Something about this water just tastes off. And then yeah, I'm not really friends enough with my neighbors to be knocking on their doors and be like, yo, your water tastes weird. And then you don't want to be the person calling up your friends and being like, hey, you want to come over and taste my water? I mean, that's got to be the worst. That's a, that's an invite even worse than, hey, you want to come look at my baby? Um, uh, so anyways. I started uh, drinking like bottled water and I feel a lot better. I can't, I can't uh, say for fact, but I just, uh, I feel like I can drink more at night and not be hungover. I, I, I feel like I have a focus that I haven't had before. I don't know what they really put in this fluoride. Maybe it was turning me gay and I was spending so much time repressing those thoughts that I just didn't have energy for other activities. And so I needed to nap in the afternoon. But if you know any uh, good guests out there that could uh, really, you know, scare us all about the shit that they put in our water to keep us poor, you know, that's what they do. They take the poor people. They say, hey, we got free water for you. They pump it directly into your house and then you're drinking it all the time. And then you're dealing with all these gay thoughts. You want to you want to turn into other genders. And the next thing you know, you're not getting anything done with your life. You're not accomplishing any of your goals. All the things that you wanted to get done, it's just not happening for you. All right. Anyways. Oh, that was just one example. So then I went to a store. I bought a water filter. I didn't even go to the store for the water filter. It was an impulse buy. I'll be honest. I was looking at, I don't even remember where I went to the store. Oh, yeah, I went for nails. I was trying to get nails because uh, my good friend Sid Floyd was coming over because I don't know how to hang pictures. I don't know how to do these things. I'm a lady. So I had to ask my friend Sid Floyd, hey, you want to come over, hang some pictures? We'll make a day out of it. Uh, so what am I trying to talk about? Oh, yeah, the water filter thing. They sold me a water filter, and then they know that it's not going to fit your thing. It literally, it didn't screw on. And then they're like, uh, please don't return. I'm going to return to the store. I would have probably just thrown it out and not dealt with it. But the fact that they knew that there was a possibility that the little screw caps that they brought to convert your sink into being able to fit into this contraption was most likely not going to fit within the contraption. And they just put it on the store shelf and go, hey, here's a thing for the water. But then they know. They know that a fair amount of sinks aren't going to fit this thing. And they don't tell you to measure your sinks before you purchase it. The guy at the store doesn't give you warning and go, hey, listen, most people buy these things and then they find out that it doesn't fit their sink. And then you're, you're there and you're like, no, I'm going to force this thing to fit. And that never works. You can't rape your sink. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sitting there and then and then you try and get a wrench, but it just it doesn't it doesn't keep. It's, it's not going to happen. Anyways, I'm just saying you can get the government out of the markets. We'll be fucked anyways. No system's going to work. How's that for a start to the show? Uh, all right. We can actually get into some, uh, some news topics here, uh, cause we got fun stuff going on there. You know, they're shipping immigrants in directly to, uh, to Martha's vineyard. Uh, and you know, they're, they're out there, they're doing press conferences where they're, they're hugging, they're hugging the people, you know, they're, they're, they're giving these people big old hugs and then they're whispering in their ear. Hey, get the fuck out of here. Don't you ever fucking come back to the city, but for the cameras, they're, they're all, they're giving them a big old hug and then they're whispering right into the ear. You better get the file. I don't want to ever fucking see your kind on this island again. Don't you ever fucking think about coming back here. All these places that look like places you could live, all these houses that you're looking at that looks like it's got more rooms and they're just summer houses with the liberals that are claiming that they'd love to have you here, that they would pitch in and give help, but they're not even on the island. Their house is just sitting. Don't you fucking look at those houses. Don't you even think about coming into these houses. Um, so. I not saying that what's going on is the most humane or that it's nice. Everyone tries to live in La La Land. They're always trying to compare reality to La La Land. And so the politicians get to go, yeah, but we, we just think that everyone should be super rich and taken care of at all times. And 
yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with La La Land if you want to pretend like there's all the resources for everything to be great all the time and that you don't end up in a situation where, you know, Venezuela, where, the, you know, you, you print all the money, you make all the money available, you pretend like you can do everything, and then all of a sudden nobody can do anything. Uh, so what's humorous about this is I feel like the liberal bluff has been called. They're out there and they're going, this isn't a problem. Quit telling us this is a problem. We love these people. We'll do anything for these people. We've got to be humane about it. And so Republican senators, I feel like, uh, and governors have called their bluff. They're like, all right, if it's not a problem, here are the people that aren't a problem. And then they're like, ah, shit. Oh, fuck me. And so it's funny. If nothing else, and, and how often do they come up with political solutions that are straight up where you can just go, yeah, that's kind of funny. You got to give some credit where credit's due. Uh, so their big thing is they go, stop politicizing the issue, uh, which to me, it, it sounds like let's not deal with it, right? Like, I, I almost feel like our system for dealing with problems as a culture is supposed to be through politics. And so if you're telling someone to take a an issue and not to politicize it, isn't that mean don't deal with it? Hey, we got this thing over here and we're trying to not deal with it. So if you're going to be calling attention to it, you're politicizing it. I don't know. There's something very confusing about this argument of uh, don't politicize that like, well, the issue is an issue and our system for dealing with things is politics. So uh, it doesn't that isn't that don't are you saying we shouldn't deal with it? Um, and then I love, cause, uh, we're going to play usually the new press secretary, press secretary lady, Jean Pierre, 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 Pierre sound. She's got the name of like a, like a cologne or something. Uh, but she's up there and usually she does not do a good job. In this case, I got to say, she actually, she does a good job. She does a good job of spinning this thing. And I like that. They always claim that there's a process. There's a process to deal with things. And so you can't go outside of the process. And then you're like, yeah, but your process isn't working. And you're just giving me the runaround. It's like being back in every bureaucracy, college administrator, whatever that you've dealt with, where you're like, well, can't we both agree that this is a problem or this doesn't make sense? Well, yeah, but we're going to deal with it. Or probably, can I be a part of that process? Well, uh, is there a way for me to monitor this process? Well, aren't we here because that process isn't working? Listen, we got to go through the proper channels. And if you're not going to go through the proper channels, all right, I really only have two questions in regards to uh, immigration. One, does the state even have the authority uh, to police their own borders or is that left to the Fed? Like, I'm just saying, legally speaking, if Texas wanted to, could they be like building walls amongst the southern border? Does the state of Texas have the authority to, uh, I guess, deport individuals? Like, is this something that the states could do for themselves if they uh, wanted to? Or is it outside of the scope of what they have authority to do where, uh, you know, I mean, it's like the old cop thing. A cop can grab you. It's not considered kidnapping. But if you were to do it, it would be considered kidnapping. So, like, there's certain authority. And you libertarians, yeah, you can debate whether or not that's a good idea that single individuals can do it. And, I mean, the government can't. That's not, we're not trying to have that OCD dork conversation, people. All right? We're, 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 we're trying to live in, 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 in practical reality where governors figure out the best pranks where they can piss off the other governors. And hopefully this ramps up. This is a world that I like living in. Maybe there we can have even more hijinks. 
Gavin Newsom starts rounding up homeless people. He sends them down to Florida. And then DeSantis starts taking old people who are dying dying of COVID. And he sends them to California so that he ends up on their death numbers. And then I also, I mean, I've already said it, but it's way funnier if we just got military jets and you literally just started parachuting these people. You, you get them up to the, the door of the plane and you go, don't worry, you, the entire ride down, there's going to be free money that you're going to be able to grab. So you absolutely or the only way that we can get you into this territory that has the resources that you need is by parachute. And then and you just drop them right onto people's lawns, just right from the heavens, immigrants, homeless people people dying so that they end up on other people's death numbers or you, you send in like uh, people unvaxxed into the vaxxed areas. Let's really shake this thing up. I mean, it's full socialism and we want every single area to be exactly the same. So why not take the individuals that, you know, uh, nobody wants to deal with and just put them right in their backyard. This could be fun hijinks. All right. That was, that was quite the uh, ADD moment. I was trying to ask who has the authority is it the Fed or do the states actually have um, have the authority to do so? And then, I mean, is there something smart if there actually is a crisis down at the border and the Fed and a lot of the other states that don't have to confront this are trying to say that it's not a problem? So would showcasing the problem actually be beneficial because then it might resolve it? Because there's something to be said for when like your friend's going through a problem or someone else is going through a problem and you just keep downplaying it and you go that, well, that's not a problem. Well, that's not a problem. And then they start losing their fucking mind. You know what I mean? I like I I, I wish uh, I wish it wasn't the morning. I wish I didn't have some fucking family thing I had to show up to now. So we could have done this later. And my brain was so much sharper and I could think of perfect examples. So I feel like I've seen this at like a when I've worked at companies like where you know that you've got a problem and you're having a hard time showcasing why there's going to be an issue for the company. And then at some point you almost need to actually have a problem that you can't deal with that then ends up in the hands of another department or actually ends up in the hands of your boss where then, and they never give you credit for flagging the problem earlier, but they do finally recognize like, oh, we got to make some, some changes here. All right. So that's the general scope of what's going on. We've got these people going, stop politicizing the issue. So let's roll through some footage. I've got footage of Jean Pierre, who's actually doing a good job here. I got to give her credit. Some good bullshit spin. She's throwing some spin on this thing. Then we got DeSantis responding. And then we've got footage of all these liberals down in Martha's Vineyard freaking the fuck out. So let's roll some tape. Here we go. Starting with, uh, oh, this was just a tweet from the Hill reporter. What can other agencies do to prevent migrant relocations from happening again? So this was the press secretary's response. No calls to preview or to announce at this time. This is something that could easily be stopped if Republican officials decide to stop playing political games. So let's just remember that the border, there was no problem at the border until Republicans started playing games. Now, as to how these individuals ended up within the states so that these government officials could then ship them to other areas, uh, that's a mystery. Because really, it wasn't even a problem when they snuck into Texas or they ended up in Florida. Uh, The border has been completely secure. But as a result of the Republican gamemanship, there's now an issue at the border. I guess people have seen down in, down in uh, Mexico, it just happened, that they saw that you can get a free plane ticket to Martha's Vineyard. And now because of the gamemanship of these governors, they're coming over in droves. They've changed the entire situation. Now, here we go. I give credit. I give credit. I think she, she stepped up her propaganda skills. You know, she's learning on the job. She showed up. She didn't know how to spin. She really didn't know how to handle herself. 
And now she's starting to figure out how she can, you know, how she can better lie to the American people. And you got to give credit when people start doing their jobs. Well, uh, let's give it a watch. That's what the Biden Harris administration has been doing. You guys have any sound on that? I don't think I have any sound on that. First day putting forth a comprehensive immigration. I got to make some uh, some changes to the system real quick. Hold on. New equipment. New equipment. equipment. We have advanced policies. I don't know. They do these political stunts. They vote against our funding requests. Uh, have they vote against policies there. to fix this broken All right, system. all right. This is why you got to do more homework on your own here? time and not just text the equipment while it's live. Um, but, you know, you guys entertain yourselves for a second because I know how to make this change. Let's do this. Families' lives at risk. And again, I'll say to Republicans again, if they are interested in solving the problem, there are many ways to do this. They should vote for record funding that we've put forth for DHS, and they should sign on or work with us on a comprehensive. All right. So there we have uh, Gene Peer going stunts are not solutions. This is dangerous and it is uh, wrong to be using people, you know, to to be using people in this way. Uh, The one irony to this is that suddenly You know, we watched footage just yesterday. If you're not a regular viewer of the Run Your Mouth podcast, Kamala Harris is on the news. They ask her about the southern border and she goes, hey, we've got no problem at the southern border. How many times have we been at these meetings with Jean Pierre and she goes, "Uh, there's no problem down there. You know, we we actually we put uh, Kamala Harris in charge of that. And the reason why you just see her talking about space is because she went down there and there's not even a problem. She didn't even have to go down there and look at these uh, people that were putting into these like you know, they're not cages. They, they, we don't use cages. Instead, we just use like uh, fencing and, and and clear plastic stuff. And then we cram as much people as we can within those things. So, you know, she didn't even need to go down there and check it out. That's how resolved this has been. And now suddenly they're going, well, yeah, we're, we're going to have to come up with pot. Wait, so you're admitting there's a problem? Because before you were saying there wasn't an issue. Now you're actually saying, well, we're going to need policies to address the issue in the stunt. Well, it sounds like the stunts made you aware or willing to admit that there's a problem sounds to me like you're saying these stunts are successful on that note let's take a look because uh desantis is just running laps around these guys so now all of a sudden all these democrats are out there and they're going this is kidnapping this is this is uh this is a abuse of people uh this is a crisis and desantis does a wonderful job here of calling out all the bullshit. Let's give it a listen. I also uh, was a little bit um, perplexed when I heard that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together uh, to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when you had 43, 53 migrants die in some trailer in Texas because they were neglected by the federal government. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we had Americans that were victimized by criminal aliens that he led across the border. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together 
when we hit record fentanyl deaths, which that fentanyl is coming across his open border. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich sanctuary enclave that he decides to scramble on this. And so I think what we are doing... I think what we're continuing to do is use every tool at our disposal uh, to insulate the state of Florida uh, from the negative ramifications of his reckless border policies. And yes, that involves helping with transport. Uh, it involves suing on catch and release, which we have done. It's involved making sure that contract. Well said, Mr. DeSantis, for all the moral outrage from all these individuals going, how can you possibly do this? And the mistreatment, let's not forget that 50 individuals died in an overheated bus. We've got all these, all this, or at least they're claiming all this fentanyl coming over the border. Uh, all these horrible activities of, uh, you know, the coyotes and everything that they do in terms of luring these people to cross the border. And uh, the response when all that stuff was going on is, hey, there's no problem. It was, shh, shh, we're trying to ruin the electricity grid to pretend like windmills will save us. We're trying to sell a war in Ukraine over here. We're trying to do everything we can not to talk about inflation or our border problem. So, shh. And then it, there's also something funny about sanctuary cities where I guess there aren't immigrants, you know, where you go, hey, we would love to house these people and help these people. And then someone calls their bluff and goes, all right, well, here's the people. Here, here they are. And then within 24 hours, they get them right off the island. So let's see the response of the people from uh, from Martha's Vineyard. Here's one other quick clip of DeSantis, who's killing it on this one. Their pastures. Well, I would just note, Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. They're doing it and they're farming people out all around. They're also doing things like, so, you know, we've had people right on the border uh, helping, working ways. They will dump in San Antonio and these people have, uh, you know, they're basically just there. And a lot Lance Hook killing it, coming right in. On cue with DeSantis making the same point that for all these claims, we've seen repeated footage of Biden putting people on airplanes, doing something in white planes. We don't even know. Are those uh, just uh, being processed for parts for Nancy Pelosi? Is that where she's getting her fresh placentas from now? Where where are all these people that were just flown into uh, white planes? How were they uh, given uh, plane tickets? Where did they end up? So great questions by DeSantis. And then here was his other claim where it was essentially, hey, these people are coming into the country. You guys think that there's a inhumane situation and that they should be cared for. So why don't we help out both you guys? We're going to put them on planes and buses. We're going to bring them into the areas so that they can be with the people who appreciate them and want to help them out. And so this is from CNN, the help that awaits the migrants on Cape Cod. Joint Base Cape Cod, already an emergency shelter designated by the State Emergency Management Agency, is set up to provide a safe, temporary accommodation appropriate for the needs of families and individuals, the governor's office said in a release. 
The migrants will be housed in dormitory style spaces at JBCC with separate spaces accommodating both individuals and families and families will not be separated. The release reads. They will have access to services, including legal health care, food, hygiene kits, and crisis counseling, according to the Baker's office. So, sounds to me, these people just won the lottery. I mean, talk about how much DeSantis just helped them out. They were going to be stranded in Florida. You know, he's saying openly that the people of Florida don't want them there. And then uh, he, he brought them right into an area that could better provide for their needs. Round of applause for DeSantis with the humanitarian uh, win. Now, I want to point out, isn't there something a little bit odd that world leaders don't want to do a better job of pretending like they care? Now, I understand just like I understand being a rich person and going, I got my money, I got my resources and I want to keep what I have. But I would think just for public relations purposes, you would see global elites trying to do a better job of just pretending like they care. And so people have pointed out that they're saying that there's no resources available for all these individuals who just showed up on Martha's Vineyard. Doesn't Obama have a $12 million mansion? And aren't there probably rooms available on this mansion? Is he even staying at this mansion at this point in time? For all the talk about wealth and inequality, so you got a guy very powerful, very wealthy, with a house that's being totally unused. Isn't this a good opportunity? Now, I'm not saying that Obama needs to do this. What I'm saying is I'm surprised that he doesn't take the opportunity to do it. I feel like that's a great PR move where you go, uh, I, I'm going to, I don't want to do the impression, uh, where he just basically says, I'll help these people out. And then he can even do better than that. Look at the PR stunt that, 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 that Obama would have an opportunity to do. He could just say, listen, this is a terrible situation and I can't help every single person on earth. I can't do it. I don't have the resources to, to, to do it. I have other projects that I'm working on where I'm really trying to lead the country, educate the country. I'm involved in really good work. But what just happened here today, shame on the Republicans. And I feel so bad for these people that with the help of Chase Bank and my other partners, I am donating my house. This current house that is no longer my house, I will be housing these 50 individuals who just showed up. Um, I, if more people come here, I can't help out more people. But for these 50, I would like to show that I think what happened was so horrible that me and my partners at Chase Bank and the global elite are now going to make my house available to them and we're going to provide the resources that they need so that they can figure out how to live a better and more comfortable life. And then you don't ever have to help anybody out again. And it's no loss to you. You can literally find a corporate sponsor within three minutes to go, hey, listen, I feel like we've got a nice move here. I feel like we could uh, we could actually have an opportunity on our plates to pretend like we care about human beings. But it is amazing how they always go silent. Like they don't even want the publicity stunt of pretending like they care about people. Like you would think that when these opportunities presented themselves, they would go, wow, I can pretend like I'm a human being. But instead they shell up. They shell up and they disappear because they don't even want, they don't even, like I would think that this is a golden opportunity for the publicity stunt, but they're like, eh, then people might actually expect me to be a human being. It's interesting to me. All right, let's watch uh, the actual footage of uh, reactions of government officials on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, here, this is from Fox News. We don't need any sound for it, but they're claiming that they have uh, cameras, uh, I guess heat cameras, and that these are all people down in Texas uh, at different crossings who are illegally crossing into the country. 
Uh, they put together this footage, I guess, to showcase the fact of let's not pretend like there isn't an issue at the border. Uh, and at a minimum, it's like it's like uh, footage from uh, the Predator movies. So worth seeing, worth seeing. Is uh, Fox News the most credible of all institutions? Do they maybe send people out there to just walk around in circles? And then, but if this technology exists and Fox News somehow access to it, Think about how much footage the government actually has of what's going on at the border. Like, think about the way that they're tracking all of us and our phones and social media and whatnot. Like, do we believe for a second that there aren't eight or other sensors or equipment like this that can pretty at least monitor the situation? Like, I bet if the government sat down, they could pretty easily um, uh, they can pretty easily give us a number of how many people have crossed in. And I want to highlight a comment because it's actually really funny. Moderately amused. Robbie, I know where you can find time to fix your audio whenever you're on P2P of 15 minute segments of free time. That's a good one. Good roast. Like it. All right. Now I've been teasing it. You know, this is, this is, this is some real news over here coming at the end. We got the shocking footage. Here we go. We got the actual reactions of the, uh, the folks living on the Island arrived last night make it clear that they were lied to again and again and fraudulently induced to board arrived last arrived last night make it clear that they were lied to again and again and fraudulently induced to board the planes they were told there was a surprise present for them and that there would be jobs and housing awaiting for them when they arrived. This was obviously a sadistic lie. Not only did those responsible for this stunt know that there was no housing and no employment awaiting the migrants, they also very intentionally chose not to call ahead to any single office authority on Martha's Vineyard so that even the most basic human needs arrangements could be made, ensuring that no help awaited the migrants at all was the entire point. They were provided with a cartoonishly simple map of Martha's Vineyard and the United States and a brief brochure containing snippets from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts website and instructions to change their address with USCIS when they relocated. This is especially troubling as anyone with even the most basic understanding of the immigration proceedings knows that USCIS was not the agency with whom the migrants would have to record their addresses and has nothing to do with their cases in any way. It is clear that this was an intentional attempt to ensure that these migrants were removed in absentia when they failed to change their address with the proper agency. This was a purposeful derailment designed to prevent people from complying with federal immigration policies. This is problematic because the state should not be interfering with federal immigration policy. Before they boarded the planes, the migrants were... Uh, I don't remember why I wanted to highlight that, but I guess it's going to be interesting to find out to what extent these people actually were lied to. I do like that point at the end that apparently this is uh, the obligation of federal agencies. And then also, if you've got this much outrage over these people being cared for, well, then if they're here, now you got the opportunity to care for them. Here's another one. This is Hillary Clinton reacting to what's going on. Some politicians would rather not only have an issue, but exacerbate it to the extent of literally human trafficking, as you said. 
and so many. Isn't it amazing that now there's all the moral outrage. Now this is uh, DeSantis has engaged in uh, human trafficking. Uh, uh, better that we ignore the problem and that they're locked inside. Like what 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 happens when every other government agency gets involved and rounds these people up? What happens when the Fed do it? So when they have the authority to do so, that's not considered human trafficking. When Biden's putting them on planes, it's not considered human trafficking. Like, so, and isn't it amazing how good these people are at their legally lawyerings and their propaganda and their spin that they're already out there and they're using terms like this was human trafficking. Many other Americans, I happen to believe still the majority of Americans um, are good hearted and generous. And when people end up on their doorstep in need, they're going to. They kick them out within 24 hours. That's what they do respond they're going to feed them and house them and the kids in the ap spanish class are going to be let out of high school so they could go and translate la la land i mean even in hillary clinton's reality so if there's one state or there's two states like texas and florida which don't represent the rest of the country and they don't want the migrants but in every other area people would love nothing more than to have the opportunity and their kids leave the school so that they could use their Spanish skills and welcome these individuals. Kind of like uh, the Iraqis. They welcomed us when we landed, right? This is the la, la land that Hillary Clinton lives in. So if she actually believes it, then everyone should be thanking DeSantis. He's relocating people to other areas where these individuals will be appreciated and cared for. Why wouldn't you? Human trafficking. Think about the opportunity you're presented. You're, you're, this is like a marriage. You're finding two people that would love each other, that would love nothing more than to be able to help each other out. And then I got one more. So, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move somewhere else. Right. We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. There you go. It sounds pretty simple. Hey, we don't have the resources for these individuals. Well, firstly, you kind of do. I mean, if your guys are the ones claiming that let's help these people out and we need to live in a moral society where these people are trying to escape the destitute and horrible conditions of their country. And how dare you tell them that they can't just come here? Well, now that they're on your Island, your response is, well, we don't have the resources." Well, then that should be the policy nationwide. We don't have the, we don't have the resources to accommodate them, which by the way, just get rid of all the fucking government programs. We can have all the resources, which is called freedom and then the opportunity to just show up and have jobs. So let's just understand how evil the liberals actually are here. They force wealth distribution so that you can have a society where other people can come here and look for opportunity because it would be too much of a drain on the system. There's only so much money that we can redistribute. And if we keep, uh, really what they want to do is they want to hog the redistributions for themselves. They want to make sure that any of the money that gets redistributed doesn't go globally right? We, 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 there's a limit to how much we can rob from future generations and other people. And so we just got to make sure that that benefits us and nobody else. And so then these other people come up and then they, you know, I, I, then they go, oh, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. We still want to feel good, right? We, we want to, uh, we want to feel like we're moral. And so anyone can come here and then it shows up at their doorstep and they're like, oh yeah, this isn't going to work. But 
when they have to confront the fact of the, oh, yeah, this isn't going to work. It's your fault for politicizing the issue, right? It, 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 it's not a thank you. I didn't realize how dumb I was being. Thank you for calling my attention to the fact that we couldn't even handle 50 individuals and there's millions that are illegally crossing the border. So you know what? Maybe this actually is a bigger problem than I realized. And maybe we better actually take care of it before we end up in a situation where there's people coming to my neighborhood all the time. Wow. Thank you for pointing out the fact that this was a problem. All right. I think that's uh, all that I had on this topic. Oh, this was from NBC News. Florida Governor DeSantis sending asylum seekers to Martha Vineyards is like me taking my trash out and just driving to different areas where I live and just throwing my trash there. A founding member of a foundation which helps refugees says. Even the people that want to help refugees, look at them. They're now referring to them as trash. It went from these unbelievable individuals who have taken the chance to escape the horrible lifestyles of their country to live here. And don't you have the humanity that you'd at least be willing to help them out? And we went from that to uh, them being described as trash. And so it's trash and that since it arrived from the heavens in Florida, that means God wanted that, that trash to remain in Florida. And so how dare you? And by the way, the biggest kicker is you guys are the one that's saying it's not trash. So if you're saying, like, imagine if I had a bag of trash in my backyard and I go, I'm going to throw this trash out. And you go, you can't throw that trash out. That's beautiful trash. That trash is uh, is a gift to humanity. And so I ship the trash to you. You then don't get to go, well, that's trash. Well, that's why I was going to throw it out. I mean, obviously, we're talking about people, so we're not talking about throwing them out. I mean, we could be, we're talking about kicking them out, right? We're talking about not letting the trash come in. But then you guys were saying, hey, that's that's beauty right there. And then all of a sudden it gets sent to your doorsteps and you guys are referring to it as uh, trash. All right. We're going to do a second episode today. We're not done broadcasting for the day. That's not it. And and, and th this is upsetting to me because not all time is the same. When you've got ADD, not all time is the same. There's nothing I hate more than actually finding my flow, getting into an activity and then finding out that you got some social and family obligation. I'm such an asshole. I, I, I whatever. It's we don't even I don't even need to divulge about how much of an asshole I'm being right now. Anyways, we are going to take a break I uh, and then we're going to be back sometime in the afternoon, maybe even tonight, maybe even tomorrow morning. I got a full secondary episode here. I got another hour of material. We've got things to talk about, about uh, politicians getting harassed in the street. We've got all sorts of topics that I'm confused about, such as uh, this special master that's going on. I don't even remember what else is on the docket, but I will be back in a little bit with a more episode on this. And then uh, I also am going to be recording a part of the problem and then I'll be in the city tonight uh, doing some spots. So I'll be back. Thank you to our loyal sponsors, sheathunderwear.com and yo Kratom and yo deltas. And then uh, in Maryland uh, next week with uh, Justin silver headlining BK, Chris hosting me and menu and heart doing sets. That's going to be a, unbelievable show it's at fifth street brewing company i am excited to taste their beers i've spoken to the owner of this establishment who uh is a fan of the show he's telling me about what went into his beers and i like my beers it sounds delicious sounds like a fun venue i'm excited to get down there and uh be running some shows from there so everybody get in those cars coming out it's going to be a good time uh that is it for this portion of the episode we will be back later today this afternoon this evening tomorrow morning with more episode bye What's up, everybody? Welcome to the part two of the Run Your Mouth podcast. Never 
in Run Your Mouth podcasting history. Have we done two episodes in one day? Call it a double header. And for those listening to the audio version, it's going to be a triple header because after this double header part, I'm going to have the audio of the last time that we did the uh, the, 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 the thing. We did the, 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 the Hate Watch party. So I'm going to have the audio for that. Very experimental. You guys can, uh, can you know, see, see what you guys think. All right, anyways, let's put an epic conclusion onto my whole rant from this morning with all the immigration talk about people playing politics, and then we're going to get into some new to- topics. To me, the playing politics is very similar to when Hillary Clinton was screaming, this is Russian interference. Doesn't matter if this information is true. It came from Russia, and so therefore, it, these people almost treat it like evidence in court. Or like in court, if uh, prosecutors get evidence that you're 100% guilty, but they procure it in the wrong way, then they go, well, that's disqualified information. So politicians almost seem to try and do the exact same thing, where if you point out a flaw, even if the flaw is true, even if it needs to be addressed, they try and go, well, we don't need to address this because the way it was brought to our attention was in the improper way. And so instead of having an actual conversation about whether or not the item brought you know, brought up is a problem. If it's something that should be addressed, there's a new conversation about the way it was brought to their attention. So this would be kind of my example. Imagine that there was like a building and let's say it's like a really, really giant building, like the Empire State Building. And they were doing a meeting uh, where they were going to address all the repairs that had to do in the building. It's the once a year annual meeting where they make all the decisions that they're going to make for the entire year for the building. And let's say that everyone was aware that it was the annual meeting and big decisions are going to be made. It's like, who's going to get the super good bathroom? Who's going to get the penthouse suite? It's like a lottery system where to keep everyone engaged, making sure that they're, uh, that they know that the overlords, they're going to make distributions. And so everyone's standing outside of the building. And then there's one guy and he happens to know that there's a hole in the roof. And if somebody doesn't take care of that hole in the roof, the whole building, it's going to, it's a, it's a downer. I mean, he knows he's an engineer. He saw the hole in the roof. He's been sending emails. He's been trying to let everyone know about this hole in the roof. No one's been listening to him. And so while everyone's outside, gathered outside the meeting, the guy takes his pants off. And he's got a big old hairy cock. And everyone starts screaming, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? We're we're all standing around at the meeting. Well, put your big old dirty hairy cock away. And he goes, no, I can't put away my big old dirty hairy cock because I know that there's a hole in the building. And the police come and they grab him and then they're pulling him out of the crowd. And he's yelling, there's a hole in the roof. There's a hole in the roof. Everyone's got to know there's a hole in the roof. And I'm an engineer. Here are my credentials. Then they shove him into the back of the car. You know, they put something on top of him so that not everyone's got to look at his big horse hairy cock anymore. And then they go to the meeting and they go, hey, there's a guy out there. And he was so concerned about what was going on. He took his pants off and got arrested. And so some people at the meeting go, well, maybe we should see. Maybe this is the worst example ever, because why would you try and be alarmed about the horse, horse, hairy dick guy? All right. So let's change the example. At the same time, someone brings forward. They come into the door with evidence because they actually look it up. Some guy's concerned. He's like me. He's a nervous, Jewy character. And he hears the guy talking about this hole in the roof. So he goes up to the roof and he sees, oh, my God, there is a hole in the roof. And so he comes down to the meeting. And he goes, guys, you're not going to believe it, but there's a hole in the roof. And they go, we can't, we don't care if there's a hole in the roof because that guy took his dick out in order to give us the information. And now you got a new debate here. If you've got good information that you should act on, should you ignore the good information on account of the fact that a guy took out his dick in public? That's, that's an ethical question. And so you got the Dems on their side and they're all like, this is, we're playing politics here. I don't care if this is good information. 
I don't care if people are pouring in over the border. I don't care if it's a problem. You're uh, you're playing a game here, and because you're gamemanship, we're going to punish you, and we're not going to address the issue. Whereas the other side's like, yeah, I have to play games because otherwise you're not going to recognize that there's an issue. You're going to continue to ignore it. And so the only way that we can possibly shed some light on the fact that we got a problem here is by me engaging in these games. Um, here was a line from the Wall Street Journal. There was an op-ed about this, and I enjoyed this line. This was from a uh, someone who was working in like New York City hospitals because New York City, sanctuary state. I want to point out, because they're saying that like uh, you know this was human trafficking, that they lied to the immigrants. I'm willing to bet that this is what happened. They probably told them, hey, there's these sanctuary cities, accurate. And then I bet they said, you'll probably have better opportunities. If I were them, that's what I would say. If I was trying to lie to people and get them to go somewhere else, I wouldn't tell them you will get a job. I would say you'll have a better opportunity at it because this is a sanctuary city. And so there will be more government services that you are entitled to on account of the fact that it's a sanctuary city. Those are all accurate claims. The other thing that could be an accurate claim is, hey, there's less uh, there's less immigrants crossing over in that in those areas. So there's less policing of it. I mean, the sanctuary cities, that's all the cell you need. Hey, it's a sanctuary city. Uh, if you're here, you know, you're you, you're at more risk of being prosecuted and deported, whereas if you're up there. Uh, they tend to allow more people to stick around. I think the Wall Street Journal even had specific numbers on it that like three out of four people who end up in New York City end up being allowed to stay. I, I don't know if I had that stat right. But anyways, here was the line that I thought was interesting. You ready? Um, this was from uh, someone working in the hosp uh, hospitals because they're dealing with some issues of a lot of these illegal immigrants in their hospitals. All right. Everyone is on board with wanting to help, but we don't have the staff. And I love this categorization, right, where it's like every single other. So like they think that we're just evil. The rest of us, we just didn't want to help. These are the only individuals that they would love to help, but we just don't have. The, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Everyone's saying that we wish we lived in La La Land and that we had all the resources that no one ever had to work at all. And we could all go on TikTok and, you know, make up new new genders. We could all play Magic the Gathering in our spare time and come up with new genders and new ways and rules for how you can interact with people. It's like rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Who gets to talk to who? Who gets to do this? Blue hair, pink hair, discover new hair colors. We would all love to live in a world where you could do that. And yes, so sure, I guess if we want to come off like nice people from now on, we got to start every sentence with, hey, listen, I wish we lived in La La Land. I wish that everyone could be helped as much as the next person, but I just don't think we have the resources. Once again, I guess pointing to the fact that these uh, the gamemanship seems to be working because uh, these people are starting to discover that there is a resources issue. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Um, I've been loving, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's uh, a lot of videos online. Alex Stein, he's walking the streets, politicians, they're going, they're just trying to report him to work, and he's on the case. He's making them answer for some tough things that they normally wouldn't have to address. You know, he's he's, he's going after Green, uh, Greenshaw, Granshaw, one of the guy for, uh, uh, for, for being a globalist. Um, I don't remember what other videos I saw. Uh, and he does a great job with it. But then I saw some uh, some liberals getting after doing the exact same thing. Sadly, this video didn't load. Uh, but this one is particularly funny because they try and put up a video saying that. Um, wow, is my memory not good sometimes? Uh, who's. Uh, oh, yeah. Ma Ma uh, 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 that always helps me remember, remember things. This is my 
my chanting mantra mantra for when I can't remember a name, I go, and then it comes to me. Usually this works. I used to do this when I was like in school and I was taking tests. If I couldn't remember an answer, I would just, I would look up at the roof and I would go, I didn't get it right. It's like a specific frequency. But if you hum in that exact frequency, usually the answers will uh, come right to you. And I think it was Marjorie Green. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But they were trying to say that she kicked a person where she's just trying to walk. And then this person's like keep stepping in front of her. And I think she flat tired. If you guys ever saw Ace Ventura with the flat tire, Ace Ventura is standing behind the guy. He keeps flat tiring. I think it would be inaccurate to say that the guy kicked. But then one of the dudes in this video it, the video starts with him grabbing a person and like stiff arming, pulling the shoulder back so then he can get to Marjorie Green and ask a question. So I, I, I just that's the left for you. They get to pull moves like that. They get to pull stiff arms. And then if they walk right in front of you, they cut off your walking and then they get flat tire. They go, look, this was violence. I was kicked. And um, what I found more amusing or I shouldn't say more amusing. Uh, what made this an interesting spectacle is uh, Alex gets out there and, you know, he's asking these people questions. They pulled a slightly different move, which is when I lived in high school, I, li I lived at my high school, which was on a college campus. And me and my friends, um, we were we didn't have prefrontal cortexes yet. And before you have a prefrontal cortex, you just think things that are really annoying to other people are the funniest thing that ever happened. So like I would have a routine every single night. I would go to like the stores on my block. I get myself kicked out of the stores every night. That was my entertainment. We didn't have like these iPhones like we did now. You didn't have as much porn. We didn't have access to the internet. We didn't have a television. So we were entertaining ourselves and my God was that at other people's expense. And we were very like funny about it because we were never like so bad that you could get in trouble, but like we were annoying. Like, and so one of the stunts that we used to pull, this was a lot of fun is we would find one guy uh, who would be walking and uh, you know, these are Jewish kids. They wouldn't fight you. They were the college Jewish kids. And what we would do is we would crisscross in front of him and then stop right in front of him. And like, they would be like spaced out, like just trying to get to like whatever they were trying to do. And like, it would just be annoying. And like the second that they got out from around you, we would run almost like if you ever did that drill playing basketball, where like you don't dribble and you just keep passing the ball. That's what we do. We just keep circling and weaving and stopping right in front of the guy just to be a pain in the ass. And it was funny to us. I'm sure the guy was like, what the hell is going on here? Why are these annoying high school kids doing this to me? But to us, it was, oh, my God, was that a good time? And to think about how many times we could do that in a given day, we had a really good time with that. Um I mean, it's amazing the way we used to entertain ourselves. They had like these tables also, I'm remembering, and like they were kind of springy. We would just jump on them like trampolines. I used to go out every single night and uh, bother the guy in the security booth. I was living out my fantasy of like uh, the uh, the Animaniacs where I just thought, you know, if there's a security guard, you're supposed to annoy the guy. Um, then, they, you know, they, those turned out to be cool people. Anyways. That's what these people are fun doing. They're, they're cutting in front. They just keep cutting in front. They're asking these questions. Everybody is just talking past each other where um, they just scoff at whatever you say because they've got the camera out and they're just keep going uh, like, uh, so you like killing kids, right? That's the reason why you have guns. You like killing kids. And it's like, are we, are we really going to have a street debate of you yelling at me that I like killing kids? Is this the way that we're going to solve uh, um, Second Amendment. And I got to say, there's something very cool that we live in a country so free that you can harass the politicians while they're coming and going from work. Uh, and like I said, Alex is doing the best job with it. He does. And my, that might just be because I guess I lean a little bit more uh, right at this point. So it could just be I'm just entertained by him. 
and people are equally entertained by these other people, but there's no way this lasts forever. There's no way that like it's going to be an endless party where you can just go down to Washington, D.C. and TikTok harassing politicians. Uh, my guess is at some point they're going to enact some laws that are going to end that party, which is a shame because Alex was doing a great job with it. So here, let's watch uh, the footage of these people uh, uh, harassing uh, Marjorie Green Taylor. Here we go. You're getting no, I'm not. kids I'm shot in school. Children. You're helping no, kids no, get shot in school. No, I'm not. You're, 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 no, you you're helping. You're a coward is what you are. You're the one running away. You're the one running away. No, gun rights protect people. That's not what people Oh, yeah, what do gun rights do for all the kids who keep getting shots in school? How am I a coward? Representative Green. Am I scared of guns? You're scared of legal gun owners that protect their kids in school. Are we doing well on sound on this, or is it? Doubling back, or do I? Where they take away your guns. Yeah. I want to live in a country where kids don't get shot. I want to. I want to live in a country where kids don't get shot. I don't think you like that. You know what? So do you like? So do you like? So do you like? So do you like living in a country where kids keep getting shot and poor and dying? We need access. Oh, I guess I don't have to hold it. You know, I thought I figured out a new system for sound. All right, I think you guys get it. And then some other. Lady, oh here you can see this lady we were right in front of him. Look at the way she scoffs. Yeah, that was you. That was you. I recognize your face. So just, just to be, just to be clear, Second Amendment has gun violence. The Second Amendment. How does the Second Amendment prevent gun violence? How does the Second Amendment? I'm so smart. If you just laugh at what you're saying, then. uh then then you then you come off as the smartest person in the room. Maybe this is where Kamala got it from. She learned that if you just laugh when you talk, it comes off like you're above everybody else. And then they just they just go, oh, I guess that's the smartest person. They're laughing while they're talking. They must they must know more about this than I do. They're scoffing at the moment. So here I wrote my list of, uh, of questions that I'd like to get out there and, uh, you know, and ask some of these people. So if I were to see Bernie Sanders, you got, hey, global warming is an immediate threat. Will you be selling one of your three homes to downsize your carbon footprint? Or you keep saying the climate is going to kill us. If it's enough of an emergency, can't you just turn on the machine the Jews use to control the weather? Or if you see Nancy Pelosi, you can be like, will the Inflation Reduction Act work as well as the placenta wrinkle cream? <laughs> uh, we've got a problem of families unable to feed their kids. Will you share some share some stock picks with the underprivileged? Or upon your passing, how much of your wealth are you going to leave to the kids of Epstein's Island? Or if I saw Lindsey Graham, you could be like, have you considered instead of advocating for war, perhaps coming out of the closet and ending the battle with your sexuality? And then here was the last one I wrote. AOC, uh, which Washington buildings would you topple first to accomplish the Green New Deal? And if dismantling buildings is really expensive, would you consider taking them down by flying planes into them? Hard hitting questions. All right. Now let's get into the I don't knows. These are all the big news topics, everything that they're firing at you all day. You got you turn on your Twitters and everyone's yelling at it. You turn on your CNNs, they're yelling about it. You turn on your Fox, they're yelling. You go on everywhere. Everyone's fucking screaming this shit. And then I'm listening to it and I'm like, I don't even understand it. So here, I'm just going to tell you the topics that everyone's yelling about that I don't even understand. First, dudes are apparently spending 75K to be a few inches taller. We're going to look at that one in a second. Apparently, if you're a short guy, you can spend $75,000. You can have the top of your legs broken off, and then you can have them reinsert 
a longer rod so that you can be like three or four inches taller. First, I'm going to space 75K to be three or four. I'm getting a bigger dick. Like that's like, you know what I mean? I don't need three inches of height. Let's go three inches of dick length. Like that's where those inches should be. And I think that this is just proof that doctors are fucking suckering us. I mean, just anyone who's thinking about plastic surgery or whatnot, like you're, you're being suckered. Can you believe that there's an industry of people going to med school and convincing you that this is a good idea? I mean, $75,000 to be a couple inches taller. Talk about just playing on some guy's insecurity where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are short. Yeah, people do look down on you. Yeah, you're never going to have a career. Yeah, I'm just telling like, uh, all right. Also, your shortness, it's actually, it's a gift because tall people, you know, people just give them shit. And then at some point they have back pain and then they die. It was short people, we actually live longer. That's the facts. Taller people, it seems all good and shit, but then they're they're dickheads because everyone like seems to like them for no reason for being taller. If you're shorter, that's motivation to work hard. Just you know, achieve other shit or go buy yourself some Tom Cruise shoes. You might as well just cheat. You get yourself a couple inches, start wearing Timberlands all the time. Maybe you wear yourself here. Here's how you cover four inches. I'll tell you right now. You get yourself Timberlands. And then like one of those higher hat trucker hats and you're good. There, there's four inches right there. Give me $75,000 to be a couple inches taller. All right. Next, we got the special master, right? And uh, there's great bullshit going down on both sides here. We got on both sides. I, I can't even get a read on who's pulling more bullshit here. So you got the justice department is saying that they um, delaying the investigation could risk national security, uh, which how, how can that be? How can it be that looking into this is going to delay that? Like you guys spent two years before you went to retrieve this shit. What is this imminent threat of the nuclear, non-nuclear clothes, non-nuclear codes, uh, items that could have been classified that Trump declassified? What, what are what is this imminent threat of the information that was placed there? And then uh, this is from Newsweek, but Donald Trump, he's throwing some great bullshit back at them where apparently they asked him why not, why he won't release the uh, security footage of everything that was uh, going on. And uh, he responded, you know, we wouldn't honestly, Sean, because the president cares too much about the agents and the enforcement that were just doing their job, Habba said. And we have been told that their lives could be put at risk. I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm calling, there's no way you're not releasing the tapes of, I guess, whatever the fuck they were doing in Donald Trump's office, just as a courtesy for the FBI agents that were in there. Calling bullshit on both sides. Um, all right, this is the last uh, uh, two big news stories from last week. Once again, topics I don't know all that much about. So the first one is, uh, in Indiana, they're apparently going to do a near-total abortion. I'd like to know, but what about if you were raped by corn? What if you were raped by corn? Or, like, is there even enough people in Indiana to have sex with that you're not having sex with your cousin? Like, so isn't everything the incest clause or like, how easy is it just to, can you just claim you were raped? Be like, I don't want to press charges. And then how hard is it like, dude, with all those cornfields, you're telling me you can't build some secret abortion bunker that the cops wouldn't know about. You're really telling me that that's going to be the end of it. Um, and then the last big story of the week was, uh, this tech collusion collusion case where apparently somebody's suing these tech companies and they're getting files of correspondence between government. Uh, but no one seems to be explaining all that well who's suing who. And uh, but, you know, maybe they're on the case. Maybe they're going to prove the collusion between big government and big tech. Uh, so here's a couple of stories from The Washington Post in regards to this Donald Trump story. Let's go through it real quick. Washington Post. 
In asking the judge to back off at least part of her special master ruling, prosecutors prosecutors had argued that Trump could not possibly have an attorney-client or executive privilege claim over classified documents, which by definition are the property of the federal government. Cannon roundly rejected these arguments in her filing, saying that whether the documents marked classified were actually classified is a matter of dispute. Trump's lawyer have suggested the documents may not be classified, but have not asserted in their court appearance or court filings that Trump declassified them. So what's interesting to me here is that basically the judge is like, yeah, you guys are the prosecutors. So the fact that you're just claiming that you're entitled to the information is exactly what's being in dispute. So no, I'm not just going to take the prosecutor's side on this. We're going to actually go through all of it. Um, which is interesting because we don't see all that often that like government typically just goes, oh, this is dangerous. Oh, that's medical inf- me- medical misinformation. Then people just like to basically go, well, the government said it. So it's medical information. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, it's important that we have these files. So it's nice to actually see a judge going like, well, that's not really a fair process that you just get to say that it's that way, which is why we're going to put someone to make an evaluation. The judge nevertheless said she did not necessarily believe the prosecutor's writing The court does not find it appropriate to accept the government's conclusions on these important and disputed issues without further review by a neutral third party in an expedited and orderly fashion. Sounds fair to me. All right, let's read a little bit more. This is now from the New York Times, because I thought that this was funny. Washington, uh, the Justice Department asked an appeals court on Friday to let the FBI regain access to about 100 sensitive documents taken from the former President Donald J. Trump's residence in Florida. It did not try to block the appointee of an outside arbitrator to review other materials. So in other words, now they're like, listen, it's fine. You can get a guy to review the documents. Just these 100 documents, he can't look at them. Let's continue. In a 29-page filing, the department asked the appeals court not to submit the roughly 100 files marked as classified through the vetting process of the arbitrator known as special master, acquiring to the review of for 11,000 other documents seized from Mr. Trump's home and resort Mar-a-Lago. The review has frozen the government's access to materials as it investigates Mr. Trump's handling of the documents. And now, if you already have a judge saying, I don't trust that you guys are categorizing everything appropriately, which is why we're going to inspect this, and they go, okay, that's fine, but we need to have, well, why this hundred? Sounds to me like those might be the exact hundred that people would be disputing. Sounds like that might be the hundred that make you look pretty bad. I'm just going to throw it out there. I have a sneaking suspicion that some of these documents that they're claiming are classified and are claiming are Trump involved in obstruction of justice, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is some of the information that has been gathered or has been noted in regards to the believe the, the beginning of government looking into Donald Trump. Maybe he left with, uh, you can call it blackmail papers of he's like, yeah, I know what you guys did. I know you guys did me dirty. And so he left with some of that evidence. Now the government's like, we really need those papers back. And so they're claiming it's national security. They're claiming we've got OCD librarians. They're saying that we got to re-get this stuff on our shelves. I'm not saying that for fact, but at least that would make sense as to why they won't quite explain to us what these materials are and why they are uh, so unbelievably dangerous. All right, now on the tech case uh, that I was saying I don't quite fully understand, this is an opinion piece from the New uh, New York Post. Facebook spied on private messages of Americans who questioned 2020 election. Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments or question the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. 
Under the FBI collaboration operation, somebody at Facebook red flagged these supposedly subversive private messages over the past 19 months and transmitted them in redaction for in redacted form to the domestic terrorism operation unit at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. So the claim is, even though the FBI goes, hey, these leads didn't get us anywhere, these weren't helpful. Uh, but the claim is, for example, every once in a while, people hit me up on Facebook to go, hey, you should read this document about medical misinformation. So potentially government could be sitting there and going every I mean, Facebook can be scraping every single time amongst ourselves. We're sharing this information and then creating a file, which is essentially a spreadsheet of, hey, here's the people who are you know doing this kind of information. And then they could probably pre pretty easily. Firstly, I think the NSA has all this information on us anyways. They just got to backdoor their way into it uh, if they want to. But it wouldn't be that hard to look at the social influence of each person that they're flagging is sharing it, even though I guess you would flag those people from uh, from other locations. Nevertheless, it's still pretty creepy to see the direct correspondence between the tech companies in government, uh, because we know that government can claim that they're doing things out of concerns for safety, out of concerns for people's health. They can make all these claims. Hey, the environment's going to kill you tomorrow. They can take their opinions and then claim the morality of God like Fauci did. Hey, you can't you can't question the Lord of science. And that's how you end up without free speech. That's how you end up without the ability to question whether or not what's happening makes sense. This is how you remove. By the way, I believe they might get rid of the ability of these people in the Senate to go do stock trades. And that's because the reporting on Nancy Pelosi. So don't think for one second that reporting and actually shedding light on this stuff doesn't make a difference. A lot of us were uh, influenced to not go get the vaccines because of information that we were able to get on social media, uh, which then later, you know, as much as they tried to shut that down, at least there was a little bit of a warning signal early on of like, hey, they might not be giving you all the honest information. Uh, so on this note, we have a judge who's confirming for us, hey, the fact that you got the government just coming in and they want to categorize something in their particular interest, that doesn't necessarily make it true. Hey, you guys are the prosecutors. You're trying to get this guy in trouble. And so, no, you can't just claim that this information should not be looked at from a third party. I mean, that doesn't that usually come down to the like the, the uh, uh, like every one of these situations? Like, think about it with the CDC. They had all the information about breakthrough infections and otherwise they didn't share it with us. And then if they were to, if we were to demand, hey, show us the information, I'm sure it would be the same thing. They would go, oh, that that would that would make for a dangerous situation. That would be a threat to everybody's health. Like, well, why? You guys have the information. Why can't we at least just review it? Uh, so on that note, I'd like to play this um, from Josh Hawley, grilling an FBI guy, not an FBI guy, grilling um, a Facebook guy about their correspondence between Facebook and government. Here we go. It directly encourages violence, which would not be constitutionally protected. So it appears to all be constitutionally protected speech on, I might add, very politically sensitive topics that Facebook is directly working with the U.S. government to target and remove. Is that your company policy to do this kind of thing? Senator, we were, we were quite public about our uh, cooperation with uh, health organizations during the unprecedented time of COVID. We knew that people expected and wanted accurate information on our platform. We had conversations with the CDC, with the World Health Organization, and with other public health organizations, not just in the U.S., but abroad, in order to understand how to help sure, make sure that folks weren't getting information that could cause imminent harm. Fair enough. So you're, you're handsome guy just saying, yeah, of course we did. Of course.
you got government agencies and they're making declaration about health. We don't want people to have bad health information. So we're calling them up. In other words, there's no free to speech. In other words, there's no ability to question government on these platforms because government could, for example, say, hey, people like me are dangerous. We got to go round them up. And then Facebook, oh, well, the government said that guy's dangerous, which is uh, it not directly too far encourages off. I actually violence. just recently discovered I'm not allowed to do any Facebook or Instagram advertising. And I think that's because of my um, uh, administrator status when the part of the problem uh, had a page. Uh, all right. Now, this is from uh zero hedge i think it's worth looking at this chart because while they're pretending hey everyone can have an electric vehicle you know we can get ourselves windmills and we can have our electric vehicles and yet and everyone we're going to have credits so everyone can afford them but what happens when you actually end up in a landscape where the only thing you're allowed to uh, own is an electric vehicle is that going to be a current day pricing what about all these uh rare minerals like your lithiums and your other things that are needed for batteries and so this chart is showing you the skyrocketing prices, even in this current environment, where not everyone is going out to buy an electric vehicle. But the point being, if they step in and they continue to mandate, like California, that you can't have your, your gas vehicle, and then they pretend, well, look at these costs, and you're going to save them over. Yeah, but that's at current cost. That's not if you actually up the demand for the product. If you up the demand for the product, you could end up with uh, the, these cars being so expensive that any savings from other things don't pay off over time. Um, all right. And then this is last news story uh, that we're going to that we're going to cover for today. I thought that this one actually, you know what? I'm going to save this one for another episode. Uh, that's not for today. Everybody listening, uh, please come out next weekend in uh, Maryland. It's a hour south of Philly right off of I-95 and about an hour north of uh, like, you know, it's not far from Baltimore. Unbelievable show at Fifth Street Brewing Company, incredible beers, myself, Menu and Heart, BK Chris, Justin Silver. That's going to be a killer show. Uh, what else I got going on? Not a whole lot. We're going to be doing a lot more podcasting until I set up more tour dates. Uh, as always, shout out to Sheath. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM and get 20% off. The most comfortable boxers ever known to man. And come to one of these live events. Everyone walks up to me. They show me their sheath. They're like, this thing saved my life. I know one said save my life. But people have said that it's a game changer and that they'll never go back to regular underwear again. And then, of course, we got Yo Kratom, home of the $60 kilo. Uh, and then we're going to have a third part of this episode coming at you right now, which is, uh, you know, listen to as much of it as you like. Send me some feedback. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Hate Watch Party, episode one of the first episode of Hillary Clinton's Gutsy. Have a good evening, everyone. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Run Your Mouth Hate Watch Party. I'm here live with Brian from the Lions Liberty Podcast. And I got to give you props because, uh, you know, other podcasters I know when they have kids, uh, they take months off. They don't they, they they disappear from action. You had a kid like 10 minutes ago, but don't give a shit about your family. And I really respect that. Name names, Robbie. Name names of these people. I mean, obviously, Dave Rubin. Uh, you've been on his show a million times. Yeah, no, well, here's the thing. I have a great wife. 
These people have married terrible, animal women, awful people. I married a good woman who respects a libertarian community. And she says, you know what? Our child needs a future. And what you're doing is the future, Brian. So here we are. Here we are. And I am, uh, as I told you, already pretty hammered. You know why? Eagles played today. My wife gave birth Thursday. Actually, Friday morning, 3.30 a.m. Baby's home now. You know, Eagles played today. She said, go to the bar. God bless you. Go get drunk. I'll be here bleeding out of my vagina and taking <laughs> care of this kid. And God bless her, she did. And I came home. And knowing I had to do this podcast, I had to maintain a level of drunk because I'm so tired from being up with the baby. I knew if I, uh, if I stopped drinking, it was over. So I'm dedicated to you and your fans, Robbie, and our fans. <laughs> uh, I, I, you said a lot there. I can't tell if you got the world's uh, just coolest wife or if she's so <laughs> dumb, she actually thinks we're going to make a difference. But either way, <laughs> it, it's nice Our that you got it. someone supportive in your pocket. It, are we so dumb that we think we're going to make a difference? That's the real question, right? Like, <laughs> it, look, you and I are both in sales. I work in PR. Right. You work in sales. There's a million stupid people in the world. You, you could convince dumb people of anything. It's you have to believe the lie. And you and I, we believe the lie. You mean that we're making an impact? Oh, yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, all right. So tonight, our, for the first ever episode of the Run Your Mouth Hate Watch Party is uh, gutsy. The first time I wanted to do this was uh, uh, for the Fauci documentary. I just didn't pull it off. And uh, I think this is going to go great because I actually think that this is one of my unexplored uh, comedic talents. Uh, I was living in an apartment in Astoria, and I had a roommate who used to watch the worst television ever. But the one thing I liked about the guy was he didn't mind if I sat down and just shat on whatever he was watching. I like I was almost surprised that he was OK with that. But like he would watch something terrible. And then if I wanted to sit down for 40 minutes and just make fun of it, he would laugh at my jokes. And like th like that was OK with him, which I, I, I really respected. Dude, that was the concept. So I have another podcast called The Boring Podcast, right? B-O-H-R-I-N-G. The original concept, it was called The Bravo and Beer Podcast. And it was guys that watch shitty Bravo TV shows with their wives. And then we talk about them. And it was popular. And then we realized we didn't want to do it anymore because it sucked. But <laughs> now my wife, I, I watch these shows with her and I sit down. I make yeah. fun of these horrible soul sucking monsters that look like they've gotten like, you know, massacred, duck face, cat face people. She gets so mad at me. Like, like I'm making fun of her legitimate friends. Right. Right. Uh, and so I think, uh, well, what clearly was going on with the Fauci documentary, they brought out Bono and uh, they're realizing they got to step up their propaganda game. They have to figure out how to make these people likable. Uh, Donald Trump, reality TV star, stepped onto the television game of politics, and he was just a better player. And so now these people, they're almost like realizing being politicians isn't good enough. They have to figure out how they can present well on camera. It's almost like the uh, – uh, uh, this is how bad I, I know my history. What was the first time they did the visual debate? And what was it? Nixon was really ugly, so then Kennedy beat him because he wasn't as ugly. Who, who was that yeah. race? It's got, I think he just nailed it. Nixon versus Kennedy. Right. So now we're living in a new era where it's, it's not just the debates. It's not just looking good. You really have to understand television. And so people like Hillary Clinton, they're grabbing producers. They're going back to the drawing board. And they're like, it's not enough to be in with Saudi Arabia, putting together these deals, being in the political elite, having the backing of the deep state. I have to figure out how to be a reality TV star. And she's like, I can't suck any big black cocks on camera. That's not going to work for my brand. 
Uh, and so what they're doing instead is like these old school, what used to be on e-television reality show things where you take a celebrity and you send them out into the wild to do dumb shit. Dude, wasn't this show already done with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie? What I was would not be called? surprised if this was the same producers. The second I saw a commercial for this, I was like, this feels like the Nicole Richie Paris Hilton thing. Right? They're like going yeah. out. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be, a, I'll tell you what, what I would watch. Greatest show pitch ever, right? The Clintons, Chelsea and Hillary, retrace all of the murders the Clinton families have taken. <laughs> tell me you wouldn't watch that shit, right? They go back to like, okay, this is, and then here's Seth Rich. Now, what we did here, like, it, and look, okay. it's like OJ. You can't prove it, right? right. It's OJ. If I did it, Hillary, Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, if we are consigned, right? Who's not watching that show? I got to tell you, cancel this podcast because that's a way better idea. <laughs> and we got to do it. We spoof Serial, whatever that podcast is. Oh, dude, dumb totally. bitches love that's all about like the murders, uh, but it's only about the the Clinton murders. That's a great show. Someone dude. give us some backing. I'll pitch that to you, Kratom. They might actually okay. sponsor that. That's we a gotta, great we gotta show. We got to do this. Oh, 100%. If we travel around, we'll do it on Peanuts, right? Like we can do it. Here's what we do. Here's the pitch. Okay. We'll travel around. We'd have base budget to travel around at all these places that Clinton's killed people or right. allegedly <laughs> killed people, right? You can do some comedy. I'll do some comedy. Yeah. We'll do shows in the okay. cities and right. then we'll investigate the crime scenes and wear hats like, you know, fedoras. I, I'm okay with I that. I think the fedoras are key. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And that sounds fun. But I think if we actually did a very uh, well produced, I could have my friend Menu and probably work on it. Like in the style of serial, like in those styles of the way they do those mystery podcasts that's audio only. But the the gimmick is that you find out like after episode three and you're hooked that it's all about the Clinton murders. Oh, I love I, it. I think so that would that would be a win. I like it. We slow drag them in. Yeah. So then, they're hooked. And then they find out that the murderers were the Clintons. I love it. I think we're, uh, well, it's, and, gonna, it's gonna be like black people watching this show because I think the first three episodes of this yeah. gutsy show are all about like gutsy black women, and then they're gonna be sucked in, and they'll be like, "Wait a minute, Bill Clinton ushered in that three strike rule that put a generation of black people in jail." They'll be like, and Clinton be like, "Gotcha, too late. Start, You're already hooked." Let, let's just even start with the word gutsy. Your sales and marketing do you, is that a is that like a persuasive term to you? Is that something like like gets you excited about? The, no. Yeah, I don't. I the joke I was making on Twitter was uh, uh, gutsy. You wouldn't think they'd make a show about her body. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a uh, baggy. Would be the show about Hillary Clinton's body. I yeah. Mean, I, nothing. What about Hillary Clinton's gutsy? Or Chelsea? Like I was at, honestly thinking about this. Right. Legitimate yeah. question. I just had my second daughter. Would I rather be a uh, rather her be like a, a a human, like a real you know functional human? Or would I rather be a Hillary Clinton type person and have her Chelsea Clinton lamprey eel off of me? Think about that. You don't have kids yet, Robbie. Ro right. Rabby? Sorry, I've been drinking, guys. Robbie, you don't have kids yet, but what would you rather be? Your kid a upstanding but maybe not successful person or a Chelsea Clinton lamprey eel to your Hillary Clinton? But again, you have to kill some people. You have to go over. You uh, you go there. Maybe somebody gets a, a bayonet up the ass. Right. I think once you're in the uh, elite and the power game, uh, you realize you're living by different rules and that maybe you're stuck in that lifestyle. Like, I think that's the reason why some of these people in other countries, the dictators are as brutal as they are, because if they're not, they're like, well, then I'm going to be the one that someone's brutal towards me. But should I root for that? 
That's what I'm asking you. Well, let me Should ask I... you this. I would think if I was the Clintons, uh, I could lab make a better looking kid than the one that they came out with. Oh, that's such a she's, good point. Yeah, she's got like burn victim lips. She almost <laughs> looks attractive at times, but there's just something off about the face. Like it, it's like she spent too much time trying to come out of Hillary Clinton's vagina. And it, like her <laughs> mouth got stretched out too far. Right. And like most of her head's at the back of her head. Yeah, yeah. she's Phoenix. Oh, but the thing is, remember this, though, right? Because there's also something he said, like, there's a conspiracy theory about Obama and Michelle Obama's kids, whether or not Michelle Obama's a man or not. I'm not here to judge. But that's the rumor. And you see their kids, and they clearly look like they're friends. So they might have been cloned. They might not have been cloned. The Clintons weren't that far advanced generationally. So you got to give them a break. Chelsea Clinton, she was first-generation cloning man. It's like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh... Was it uh, six uh, generation, whatever? Like they have like the little right, dots. The, in the uh, eyes. Yeah, the eyebrow thing. I remember. Yeah, that. the eyebrow thing. Y you can't blame a first generation clone, man. She's gonna. She's half Bill Clinton, so and half Hillary. She's half rapist, half murderer. What's she gonna do except work for NBC News? <laughs> That's the only option you have. All right, so let's let's delve into the show. Uh, before I get started, uh, last question I'll pose to you. Let's go with the prediction here. Do you think we're going to watch this and find Hillary Clinton to be a little bit more likable? Because I'll, I'll put it out there. I've seen people do the Joe Rogan podcast that I never liked. And suddenly he kind of gives them a pretty good platform to explain their side of the story. And suddenly go, ah, this guy's not too bad. Do you think that there's a possibility here that they got a television producer so good that we're going to watch this and suddenly start rooting for Hillary a little bit? Well, it's good to hear why you stay in a part of the problem. Uh, first off, second, well, that landed with a thud. I don't Thank know. I, I, I'm not sure if I caught that one. It, you saw somebody go on Joe Rogan and realize you liked them more. Uh, anyway, oh, okay, if, I, okay, if I have okay, to explain okay, okay. the joke, no, no, it's not, not a great that's joke. Not, that's not bad. It was over my head, but it's not bad. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I, you know what? Here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting like Chelsea Clinton more. Cause I think she's just going to be like, this chick that was just born into riches and she's probably uh, an idiot that, just has been given everything. And, you know, she's probably a sweet person. Hillary Clinton is not. She's a monster. And I'm looking forward to seeing her facade, like her fucking ghoul face facade on full display and looking at the cracks break out. That's what I'm really excited to see. And I'm sure they'll edit out any awkward moments that might exist in this show. Oh, I don't think so. I don't, don't think, think so. No, because I, I, I... I watched exactly three minutes just to find where it starts because there's an awkward amount of previews on this. And um, hot well, sauce, hot sauce, and hot sauce. All hot sauce. And even to white people, she's like, I got hot sauce in my purse. Uh, like, it's uh, mayonnaise, uh, please. Well, we'll delve in because sometimes when you're a Martian and you're studying human beings to try and figure out how their emotions and attitudes work, you, you can only apply the concept so well. I, all right, for everyone watching this live, I, I encourage you to go get yourself an Apple Plus subscription. It's all of $5. You can watch fine programming like this. I almost am like, shit, this show worked because I am now a member to Apple Plus. I was never going to go there, but with fine programming like this, they're already making their money back. So this is not going to be a clean watch. We are going to play the footage. We are going to talk over it wherever. We are not going to pause it. We're just going to no. keep it going in the background. We're going to scream and holler. We're going to talk over it. So if uh, you're watching this and you're like, man, I really want to 
sit down and give this like, you know, full appreciation. I encourage you to go to Apple plus and sign up. Uh, they're not a sponsor, but hopefully they won't sue me for doing this. So <laughs> I, I actually would love it. If people that were huge Hillary Clinton fans were like, I'm not going to pay the Apple plus $5, oh, but I will watch, I will watch this live stream of these two assholes making fun of the show just to watch Hillary Clinton's gutsy. All right. So here we go. Let's see if we are able to, uh, to pull this off. Oh my God. Wait, I I'm sorry. Just on the title gutsy women have the last laugh. Is this, is this first episode about women in comedy? I believe it is. Oh, Robbie. And, uh, killed. but we're, we're not off to a great start here. Cause I did just press play. And uh, thus far, nothing has happened. Oh, it's like women on stage telling jokes. <laughs> just nothing. Just gotta, just gotta hope they're hot when it when it all clears up when the lights come on. Yeah, but what is <laughs> what does it say about me? I mean, I I could have forced someone to pretend mm. like they were you in the afternoon and practice the set. I did practice the setup though, and it was working earlier. It might, it, it, it legitimately may just not work in the share screen, but here's the backup. Look, I have Apple plus, so I could watch it. Uh-oh. My no, buddy no, Jake Weissman texted me. What'd he say? Oh, no, he's, he's the guy. So my buddy Jake, he actually has a, he was the guy from corporate. You're watching. Oh, it's working. All right. But let's not, I don't want to watch. There's like a lot of dumb preview. Good evening. There. I am what remains oh, here we can of press skip. Maybe we can press skip there a couple times. There are gutsy women everywhere. Nope, nope. Oh, oh right, Jenga. We'll, we'll have to watch a couple previews. Let me Dude. see if I can lower the volume, though, on this so we can more easily talk over it. I just, the, but it's in, in the preview, they're like, there's gutsy women everywhere. They show a chick playing Jenga. They show another chick boxing, but she's boxing with her palms open playing patty cake. <laughs> gutsy. Chelsea Clinton's got uh, Native American Pocahontas braids. That's good. Right. It's almost a. Uh, it's interesting how Chelsea almost talks like a uh, spunkier Hillary. Well, I mean, it's I'm like sure Hillary, Hillary with a little more attitude. Well, I'm sure Hillary coached her up. She's like, look, people know who I am. You can get away with this. They, nobody knows who you are, despite our many efforts to put you on mainstream news, despite a complete lack of talent. Here's the real question, Robbie. Yes. Chelsea Clinton, bangable yes or no? Um... You know, I got to get a better view. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like drinking her face would kind of even itself out and you would think she was hot. Maybe like she's got I mean, like that face. Like if you're just a little blurry, you would think it was excellent. Yeah. I mean, she's she keeps herself in shape. Yeah, she's so, she's she's on the thinner side. Well, and then let me see this shot. Maybe not. Maybe not thinner. She's on the she's fit let's say that but then you see like that this the profile she's i just asked got... with hillary clinton would you oh yeah for sure i mean I, 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 for I, hate I, purposes just because <laughs> well i mean i know your last uh top bang was the queen of england which you accomplished yeah. congratulations on killing the queen by the way Freeing um, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Listen, she hasn't been able to peg anyone in years. So for me to be able to volunteer my asshole. All right, all right here, wait, wait. Let's, let's... <laughs> all right, turn up. 
knock knock who's there orange orange you aren't you thought i didn't say banana like i thought that was the funniest joke well ever your kids do too all right well they're you off to a good start in showcasing how funny women can be hilarious Classic knock knock jokes oh I like they went in the middle of nowhere to tell us. I like that they probably no threatened the lives yeah, of the other homeless them, people like, so that they could get this shot. Are they feeding the pigeons? Are the pigeons just attracted to them because they know that they are essentially bred? They're actually showing us the training Hillary goes to to try and be a human being. And discover oh, it's so awkward. It's like watching Elizabeth Warren drink a beer. <laughs> oh my God! You know what I like? We don't usually oh. get to see. How uncomfortable would it be to try to teach Hillary Clinton to dance? She comes Hillary, into your theater at, at Moulin Rouge on Broadway, and you have to pretend that she is somewhat tolerable or decent at dancing. Right. This this show should be called uncomfortable it's like it's like larry david's show she is larry david in real life where people are just like wow this is fucking awkward she's like i'm gonna have you killed for taking her parking spot they're like what okay so i guess the producers put together an all uh female comedy showcase for hillary clinton to be there i'm gonna lower this um, Hillary's in the front row wearing oh. a mask. And Chelsea. Where, no one I else like, is wearing uh, a mask. I know Yamanika. Yamanika's great. I believe it's a, it's, it's a soft, uh, why, like, uh, yogging? I think Hillary's the only one wearing a mask, too. Oh, Lord Kill Martin. People say she's a great comic. I've never seen her live. She did my show. When I had a, a bar show, she did it one time, and she was okay. Uh, let's hear what they had to say. Hold on. I, I'm very curious to see what they have to say about men. What's going on? What's wrong with your hands? You don't want to clap? All right. So then now I'll do my set here. A woman gets on the stage and they're like, Quiet. <gasps> and they, they just watch you for like a minute. And, and you don't think they're listening to you. They're sort of watching you. Yeah, is this like men or women? first joke is wasted because they're just like everything. And this is why a lot of women, they, even with their outfits, I used to wear blazers all the time because I was like, I don't want anybody to see my breasts. <laughs> yes, I don't right, want right, other what women. What year do these women think we're in, honestly? I don't want this guy. Okay, like, you know what it is with uh, with Chelsea? She kind of looks attractive, but she kind of looks like the alien they've been forged from. Oh, you know what I mean? Like there's like almost like an alien entity in the eyes behind her face i would see their headshots yeah can i know you eyes without a face love that song done this comedy club i can't even count at least 200 oh wow this one comedian did she have her jaw wired shut because she's not moving her mouth the one uh hispanic looking one anyway they're back to the pigeons that i love how they spent literally one minute with these female comedians talking about how uh, men don't appreciate their comedy after giving one minute of comedy and they're like let's go back to the pigeons oh we're back to oh, the I had a different experience with comedy in some ways than um did chelsea clinton do, do comedy no as a child five people oh, okay, who no. were professional comics yeah oh yeah and also horrible political but that talkers was, but like that, rush limbaugh but that was that. different mm -hmm. right because rush limbaugh already hated us and like hated everything that you and dad stood for so that was actually i want to hear see this is where i wish we could pause it maybe we should just to look up rush okay. limbaugh's jokes wow, about chelsea like clinton adults we could do that okay I, I mean i'm very curious now so chelsea clinton says that she was made fun of as a child and i'm sure i don't know if it, it I don't even know if I'm sure she was. Right. Baron Trump has been, uh, without a doubt, 
And I don't think, you know, no women, no children. Well, no, not no women anymore. It's like the old uh, sniper rules. I'm very curious to see what Chelsea Clinton jokes were made by Rush Limbaugh when she was actually a child. Because I was not aware Chelsea Clinton was even a thing until they forced her into NBC News. Yeah, like, I don't remember the Bush daughters getting made fun of all that much other than... At some hot. point, yeah, they were kind of hot and they were like party people. So that that kind of came out. But I don't remember the mean kids being made fun of. And no one made fun of Obama's kids. I don't remember anyone making fun of his kids. Never. Well, he, I mean, he's off limits. They're off limits. But then they smoked weed. Then they were on. But then again, maybe none of these kids were as funny looking as Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid point. Let's not forget. People are fucking goofy looking. This girl, she looks like she has, um, I don't even know. Like I said, birth too late. She looks like she is a, a, a like a talking dummy. What do you call it? A ventriloquist dummy come to life? A little bit. A like, little bit. Yes. Right? Yeah. I was thinking kind of like one of those China like ballerina dolls. But yeah, there's something, there's some creepy uh, like mannequin came to life quality. Or, you know, it's like the, the last the last one to make the ballet team and like she doesn't eat and she had to stab someone else to still make the roster type deal. And that is why I don't watch, uh, what is it? David Lynch movies, black Swan. I, yeah. I never watched that either. All right. You got any rush Limbaugh. Uh, I'm trying Chelsea. to find like If it's this hard for me to find a joke made about her, I refuse to believe it's this traumatizing. I I'm going to the independent. That's a, an English publication. In English publication. Also, there was no and there in morning. There was no internet back then, and you're a kid, so it was like someone walking into a room with the newspaper, going like, oh, "Hey, sure. Chelsea, you got to read this article where they're shitting on you." Like, where <laughs> Bill, are you Bill going? Clinton walks in. Bill Clinton walks yeah. in with a newspaper with Chelsea Clinton, a joke about her, and a cigar wrapped uh, <laughs> in the center of it, and spits it at her. <laughs> Hits her with a dart in the neck with Monica Lewinsky's spooge, and he's like, "Hey, Chelsea, go. guess what they said about you? You pig, lose yeah. some weight." He's like, here, I got a clipping from uh, Rush Limbaugh. Someone recorded it so that we can play this insult for you. Hey, Chelsea, you know how I've been calling you fat and stupid? Well, look, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh agrees with me. Hillary, yeah. what do you think about that? <laughs> I agree! I'm not the only one. All right, let's press play. I did. This was a good idea. Nobody thought, like, maybe we shouldn't make fun of children. I was like, oh, I just don't think I think that's funny or okay. So I just don't think comedy's funny or okay. That's totally interesting. Well, I make fun of kids. Did she, she just serial killer? I got to pause. I think she yeah. just serial killered and said she doesn't like comedy as a genre because as a kid she was made fun of. That's yes. serial killer shit right there. She, yep. You nailed it, dude. She legitimately just said she doesn't think comedy's funny because as a child, she did not like being And she's sitting down with comedians as part of a segment that I think is, it's called Women Have the Last Laugh. So I guess this is about humor and women. And she decided that this was a good moment to reveal I don't like anything in the comedy genre because I'm traumatized from when I was a kid. She would have said, like, she might as well have said, if I could get away with it, I'd put you all in an oven. <laughs> exactly. I hope every other woman at the, on the table goes, look, I don't like comedy. I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian, but I don't like comedy because people didn't laugh at me one time. All right. So well, fuck all these people. About peanut allergy. I had a woman get very upset with me and I had to say to her, listen, this is my truth, you know, about the peanut allergies. It's, it's nuts. Can we... Uh Robbie, this is going to take three hours to get through. Can we pause yeah. it again, please? Sure. But then after this, we'll just talk over it. Okay. I swear to God, yeah. hand to Jesus. After this, we just talk over it. Did you just hear her say that uh, her truth was a peanut allergy? 
the Yamanika? Did you? Yes. I did hear that. I'm curious to know where you're going with it, but I did hear that. <laughs> I'm going that way with it because I just think it's so. Look, we've gone uh, down the road of this is my truth. I understand this is your truth for like a life experience. Okay, you're a black, or you're a strong black woman. You're a strong Hispanic woman. You've been through trauma. You were abused as a child. A woman came up to her and was like bitching about a peanut allergy joke. And Yamanika said, hand to God, this is my truth about peanut allergy. No one can say peanut allergy anymore. It's done. No one can say hand to, hand to God anymore. Sorry. Nobody can say uh, this is my truth anymore. It's done. You can't say anymore. This is my truth over a fucking peanut allergy. Get the fuck out of here. What, so what are you saying? Like, what should be the proper application of going, well, this is my truth? This is my truth is only applicable in circumstances of extreme trauma. I'm sorry. A okay. peanut allergy joke is not an application of this is my truth. A peanut allergy joke. Here's a, if somebody gives you shit about a peanut allergy joke, you go, yeah, well, you know what? I got a peanut allergy too. You don't see this is my truth. That's like a one-upping somebody. It's like it's like right. dropping the uh, I was raped bomb. Right. I was raped by a peanut. That's what right. it means. This right. is my truth means I was raped by a peanut allergy. That's what it means. Can I tell you a horrible experience I once had at a show? Oh God, was it Mr. Peanut? No, no this was. This did was, he rape you? <laughs> no, this one's pretty bad. I do a show. Show goes fine. It's neither here nor there. It's an eight o'clock in Times Square. Maybe twenty people in the room. I would tell you if I bombed, I didn't bomb. It wasn't the world's greatest set. It was fine. It was like, whatever. I'm sitting out at the bar. I'm not even drinking. I'm just sitting at the bar. There's another comic sitting next to me. Lady walks up to me, goes, excuse me, can I tell you something about your set? And I just went, I'd prefer if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's the way you respond. And she goes, well, I'd really like to. I go, I appreciate the uh, feedback. I'd really just rather not hear it, but thank you for coming over. And she goes, well, there's something I really need to tell you. And I go, I just got to be honest. I really don't want to. She goes, I really, I go, okay, if you really got to tell me. And she goes, I'll tell you. You have a son. No, I I had a dumb joke. It it wasn't my best joke. Wasn't my worst joke. Told it for two weeks while I was topical. And that was the end of it. They were talking about Amazon moving into uh, like on the street that I lived on in, in Queens. And they were talking about how good it was for the neighborhood. So my joke was like, I'm a renter. Like crime would be good for me. Like, I'd like to hear about some guy getting stabbed down the street. I'll be like, good, I can afford my rent. <laughs> it was something along those lines. Very simple, whatever. I like La- it. Lady comes up to me and goes, my daughter, hands me a picture, goes, my daughter was one was just murdered in Las Vegas. She was in that shooting. Uh, and I really think what you said was offensive. I say, I'm so sorry that you had that experience. That has nothing to do with my joke or what I said, but I'm really sorry that you had that experience and I hope you find some comfort. And that was the yeah. end of the conversation. Exactly. And you could have said, well, yeah. you know what, ma'am? I was only in Vegas for a weekend and I flew straight back to Queens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been much, much worse. <laughs> that's that's so fucking awful. Like, who, okay, your daughter gets dead. It, okay, I'm sorry. So we can't make jokes about anything yeah. related to your family. My father died of cancer in 1944. My and I joke- find it offensive. My joke was about the economics of being a renter <laughs> in Queens. Yeah, in Queens. Hey, my, your daughter got stabbed in Vegas. Well, your daughter should have shouldn't have been knocked up uh, sucking cops yeah, and shouldn't have bet so much why, on that's blackjack. Why, said to her, why? How old is your daughter, and why do you let her go to Vegas? <laughs> like, 
Exactly. Where where are all these uh, good concerning parenting skills? All right, let's uh, let's press play again. I was gonna make a really awful abortion joke there, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, Yeah. take you to comedy clubs. Totally. This is now an intervention. I didn't know. Like the sudden skip to slow guitar. Do you know what happens if you drink too much tea in Paris? No. You get killed. (laughs) That is beneath you. No pun intended. Oh, my God. (laughs) These are the transitions. Them telling terrible jokes. It's like comedian cars getting a coffee. Some comedians are using comedy to shine a light. Oh, on good. Taboo Thank God they've, they've hit up all the worst. Not and again. I know you, you know, uh, what's her face, but I love caffeine. Amy Schumer. You got it. I would love to get the Alice. I would say pancakes at this place. I went on a date with myself. I hopefully Clinton pulls out some chutney from her purse. She's like, I carry a little chutney in my purse. Look, human. How great it is to see you and how healthy and happy you are. Are they friends? No, Amy Schumer, I think, just mocked her, literally. Hillary Clinton just punched Amy Schumer on the shoulder and, like, did a weird thing, and Amy Schumer, like, mocked her. What it is to be a comic and all that you've gone through, but let's not pretend you're not a woman, too. I also, on stage, bring my ovaries with me whenever I perform, so it's good that we're talking about You don't, like, leave the door, right? Yeah. I think Schumer's kind of mocking them. I hope. Debilitating cramps. Like, I'd be vomiting from the pain. I mean, this is funny and to sit down with Hillary Clinton and go, you know what? Let's talk about periods. Like, women get cramps. So no one's ever yeah. talked about cramps before on stage. Women have never, no female comedian I've ever seen has talked about periods of cramps before. And it's tough to diagnose endometriosis unless you have surgery. You know, my joke about it. Hillary's like, I don't have a vagina, so I think I just nod. Oh, we're so sorry. We haven't been able to study it because it only happens to women. Yeah. But there is chewable Viagra. So, yeah. Yeah. If it's a dick emergency, they've got it covered. Um, sometimes it's hard to take a pill. They don't want men to, you know, what if they choke on it? So, Hilarious. tastes good. It's chewable. The fakest laugh ever, by the way, is from Chelsea Clinton. Hillary Clinton also. They're really uh, quick cuts on this. Dude, it's because they have nothing to work off of. Terrible joke. Right. Awful fake laughter. Okay, now they're the bowling alley. Wanda Sykes. Oh, you know why? Stereotypical. She's a lesbian. Oh, she has to bowl. These are hilarious. I colors. Dude, where is play? Kids here with the fucking eraser head. They need a lesbian play in here to match Wanda Sykes' kid. We did, this is the new lesbian house party remake, dude. We that's what we need to pitch. They're bringing out real A-listers of uh, female comics for this. I'm sad you didn't run with me on the female lesbian kid in play. Do you not know kid in play? No. Robbie, pause it. You're making me so mad. I have to pause again. No, I'll drop the volume, but let's just let it run. I mean, no, no, pause it. Okay, if you insist on a pause. Dude. Look at Hillary Clinton when you actually get to see her full body. It's like a plumber in uh, in Louisiana. It's like Al, it's like Al Bundy. We need a... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We need a woman to walk in in leopard pants so she can go, hey, I gotta take a dump. No, I'm sorry. We had to pause it because I don't don't want to miss the gold. If I'm that level fat when I'm her age, I won in life. Like, if I end up with that body as a 76-year-old man, I won. Like, I I, I will be so proud of myself. 
but I can't not shame her for looking like one of those blow up punch dolls that you had as a kid that always just came back. Oh, up. totally. Like the bozo <laughs> thing. You punch yeah. her in the face and rocks right back. And that, that literally is her. I think she's going to run again. She is the bozo punch doll, but yeah. I'm sorry. I had to tell you to pause. Look, dude, I can't talk over and show you a picture of uh kid in play over okay. this. Look, it's Hillary Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, and Wanda Sykes in bowling outfits at a bowling alley. We have right. to pause it. I can't, we can't miss this. So you've never seen Kid in Play House Party? You didn't know Kid in Play? They jumped with uh, their legs? No, I saw House Party's the guy. He's got the like very square top, shaved head, haircut like that. Yes. All right. I don't think, I don't know that I've seen those movies in their entirety, but they were one of like those Comedy Central Sunday afternoon movies. If, you know, you were a loser and you just turned on Comedy Central on Sundays that was like always there. So I like I've caught bits and pieces. I will Dude. say, wait, wait, I, I want to float this out there. Any movie that ends with the scene that is a uh, concert, nine out of ten times that movie did not have a plot. Oh, no plot whatsoever. I, okay, right. hold on. I got whenever, whenever the last scene of a movie is like some sort of a musical performance, that is indicative of a bad movie that never had a plot. You know what? I think that is absolutely accurate. You may be the sage we needed. I was going to share my screen, but I just realized if I share my screen, we might lose this screen. So maybe I shouldn't. I can probably pull it up. What are we? Uh, what am I pulling up here? I'm just. I, I got it queued up. I can share it right now. Ready? Oh, okay. I'm going to. I'm going to share kid and play getting funky, and it's spelled G I T T I N. By the way, apostrophe. Just okay. in case you're wondering, because it's important to know that. Okay, here we go. Share, share screen. We going to get funky. Are you ready to get funky? I'm ready. I just. I want to see this. All right. I'm getting funky. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're getting funky. I like this getting funky. Play. You got to give it some juice. I can't, I can't hear the sound. Yeah. Oh, what? Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. I'll fix that. This is the problem with live streaming when uh, we don't have the... Uh, the timeout to see what's up. Hold on. All right. Stop screen. Ready? Share. Share screen. Got it. Screen two. Why is it not playing the volume? It's going to pop up for me to then share. Um, let me just make sure. Because you got to hear the music. I mean, I can hear the music. Now you got Ready? the volume up. Let's find out. No, I don't you can't know. Can't hear it. No, but I, I can. I can still get the vibes of it. You know. Oh well. Oh look! Look at that slide. It step. is what it is. All right, moving on. Moving and they on. can spin. They got all they sorts of moves. They spin. He's got a huge pile of hair on his head, which makes me jealous. All right. Anyway, moving on. Well, I guess I shouldn't have stopped the show for that. Apologies, everybody. Uh, Robbie is to blame for that because no, he did not have the audio available. All right. By the way, what a weird bowling alley that it's like the old school seats, but it still looks like it's been remodeled to like look old. Yeah. All right. Let's give it a watch. It's like Hillary Clinton's whole head. <laughs> I knew what I was experiencing, and it's like there should be a whole conversation about this. I think what really hit me is when I went to my doctor, and I was like, "This, these hot flashes are 
unbearable. Oh my god, the whole episode's gonna be about vagina pains. Yeah. Filming for a minute because I'm like sweating like crazy. Hilarious. And then she said, "Okay, well, right now they're giving uh, like a Xanax or, or something." But this Hold on, get your cursor off the screen. We got pause up there. How they value us. Hillary Clinton's like, "Am I really gonna have to do a whole episode listening to people complain about body parts that I don't have to pretend like I'm human?" <laughs> She's like, look, me and Michelle Obama went over this. That's why she has a Netflix deal to not do documentaries talking about vaginas because we don't have them. We don't want them. Right. Does this does this make you more likable as a candidate? It, like instead of uh, talking about policy, it's getting out there and talking about uh, talking with elite women about the uh, vaginal problems that everyone in all of humanity with a vagina has to go through. Uh, here, Here's the question. She's not offering to solve these problems. She's not offering to go research the issues. She's not saying, hey, well, here's the problem with healthcare that they can't figure these things out. She's not saying, hey, listen, I'm not uh, I'm not God. And God decided to invent women with these vaginas. And here are some of the problems that come with them. She's just smiling and nodding. Right. That that is the whole show, by the way, is Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton smiling and nodding. But also she's waiting to get home where she can laugh like a maniac because she knows that that's the inappropriate response. Her and Kamala Harris on a Zoom call forever in a loop. Yeah. But dude, it, this this show about vaginas is is the question: Are you a gutsy woman because you're a gutsy woman, or are you gutsy because your vagina is gutsy and you oh. overcame? Uh, are we talking about overcoming vaginas? No, maybe it's like in a war movie. It should be called war- Gunty. <laughs> no, I'm thinking maybe it's like in a war movie when the guy gets shot and like the guts are coming out. That's what the show is about. It's about how women have to deal with being on the rag. All right. Save, saving. Wait, okay. Have we been on for 38 minutes? Sorry, I got to stop talking. Let's go. These bitches are crazy pill. Back to the hysterical woman trope. Exactly. As a comedian, you can sort of pierce the darkness and say, you know what? We're going to talk about it. That helps women not to feel alone. And I'd love for you to do more on that. I will. Because I'm still going (laughs) Thank you. I I will do more on that. The bowling name. I'm going to go with spring. I hope. Oh, God. Please. I like the weather. I'll be whisper. Quiet. Whisper. That's potentially deadly. Okay, the whisper. Chelsea, okay. I will be entitled. We have for you little Why do we not get to see Chelsea's name? Thank you. You keep bringing delicious looking. All right, they cut back. For those of you listening, they cut back to Amy Schumer. They're doing a tea party scones. It's definitely dark out at night, by the way. They really skip around quite a bit. And now that my hands have been over it, probably. How can you not? When I told somebody that I was going to see you today, the response was, I admire her so much for being I'm so fucking sure about how difficult pregnancy can be. In movies, you just see a woman pee on a stick, and then she's, like, in overalls painting a bar. Wait, Amy Schumer got pregnant? <laughs> you know, like, laughing, like, so happy. Um, well, she always and looked pregnant, so that's why you like weren't aware of it. I mean, I- Ugh. Oh, God. I thought since Jessel like, dumped her, she just was, ew. Oh, God. <laughs> Ugh. You know, my wife just gave birth, and she did not look like this at any point no in time. No one listens to women. Serena Williams. 
almost yes. died during her childbirth. You're not going to listen to Serena Williams telling you she knows something's wrong. It never time. stops, does it? I know. I can't believe these women who are. Look, I don't know what Serena Williams went through, her, but I think if you almost uh, died and then you could come back and play tennis at an exceptionally high level, I have a hard time living you almost. With these signs, I was here like in the 1970s. I mean, if if every pregnancy looks like that, we should probably never employ women. Right? They work for the first couple months of it. Lazy. Who's this man? Uh, dude, I love like, Cat uh, Williams. Rest in peace, Gilda. She pulled above her weight class with the celebrities she banged. Gilda. Dude, she was she Gilda married uh Willie Wilder. Uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Oh, she looks Gene good Wilder. here. She had a great Joe, body. Yeah. Dude. I'd smash. Joe's amazing. This is like it's so funny. I was talking to my wife about this show, and it's like you have Joan and her daughter. It's like at least one of them was funny and interesting. Oh, Joan Rivers. I haven't yeah. watched enough of Joan Rivers stand up, but like everything she's popped up on, I'm always like every time I see a clip, I'm like, oh, she was sharp. Oh, so fucking funny, man. Her daughter's a dud. Is that Bill Cosby? It stuck with me. And now she's like, I love this character. And now they took Aunt Jemima off the syrup. <laughs> that chick literally has no teeth. No, I turn up a little bit. I can't hear him. Yeah. Where I saw people who looked like me was stand up comedy, especially Richard Pryor. So I was like, ah, oh, I'll take a comedy. Richard class. Pryor looked exactly like this chick after he was burned. TV. Now, to be fair, if this makes it. Does she have like a lazy lower lip? She has, uh, I think, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone jeans. <laughs> Dude, how, I, I'm sorry. If Chelsea Clinton showed up to talk to me as a comedian with that fucking braid, I'd be so angry. I don't care what she has to say. I just okay. be furious she had a goddamn brain like that. don't know me, I am not drunk. But the doctor who delivered me was. So my brain is damaged, but it's okay. I got uh, well, I'm canceled, Robbie. It's over for me. Yeah, I guess we should have waited to find out she had a disability before we cracked the jokes. Yeah. That's not the way we do this. Uh, now, well, I lost all respect for it anyway. I am disabled, and are you ready? I'm from Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a funny tag. I'll give her that. Filthy man. And the so woman of color to save all that, but from Jersey, be, funny. Okay, I'll be a Muslim girl that tells Virgin Mary jokes. I didn't realize at the time at all. People with disabilities are so influencialized and asexualized. You know, so Hillary Clinton's just in her head being like, that, is this possibly going to help my career? Muslim. Is this oh, possibly shit. putting and me back in the race? Are you sure about, about this, producers? Like, you know, like, she would go backstage and rewatch, like, the footage and be like, are you guys sure? I'm pretty sure this just... Especially when this chick was like, look, people with disabilities are asexualized. Hillary Clinton's like, mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. What was the conversation like when someone's like, listen, this Saudi Arabia money ran out, uh, but we do have this opportunity to do a reality show, and we do think we can make you look like a human being. <laughs> I'm sure she uh, put on her best mask and nodded <laughs> and smiled in her face. I mean, honestly, it's so fucking funny. Hillary couldn't lie, like nodding along with her be like, look, people with disabilities are asexualized. 
What the fuck? Oh, no, what does a normal person say to that? Little, let alone Hillary Clinton. But Chelsea, and what I do or all these other people are seeing extras? Like, there's no way that this is just them on public streets. Well, I mean, that's a road filled with cars, Robbie. I, I, I don't think that's extras. For over fifty years, his students and Robbie clowns and Sasha Baron Cohen. Ooh, all right. Oh, please tell me Sasha Baron Cohen just gonna raw dog the fuck out of Chelsea Clinton in this talk. That would be the best. Very nice. How did you come? Oh my god, are we, are we, are we literally going into clowning? Being one of the premier comedy clowning experts. Bill Clinton literally looks like a clown. His nose is always bright red. Idiot and crazy in the family. And that was you. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. I was terribly bad boy. You were a bad boy. <laughs> it's good to remember. Clown is a mistake. Is this the yeah, original a beautiful mistake? Woman beautiful who became mistake. a man? Many I'm mistakes. confused how this is gutsy. This one is beautiful. To get a taste of the clown school experience. Oh, I bet they're gonna go to the clown school. I don't ask for much. I had a healthy daughter. I'm happy about that. All I ask is that Hillary Clinton goes through clown school on camera right now. I will unironically watch this show the rest of the fucking time if she does it. That is a nice looking theater. Oh, it's the Moulin Rouge. This is the, this is not a clown school, by the way. All of those women oh, it's not? blended in poverty. There's no way they don't do clown school on the main stage of a fucking major production of Moulin Rouge. We are about to embark on a voyage. This is a voyage into our authenticity, our naivete, our vulnerability. Where we I feel like that's everybody that who actually watches this show describes it perfectly. The world of the clown. <laughs> it's the departure into your naivete, your vulnerability. How much longer do we have left? This? The tiniest mask in the world. Twenty-four minutes. Hasn't oh been much God. of a plot, or. What a bunch of clowns. I expected this to be stories of women overcoming shit. So far, it's just been privileged women who, I mean, maybe they've overcome shit, maybe they haven't, but popular women that are already successful. But it, bitching about shit. The cuts are almost a little bit frantic, right? It's like yeah. everything's almost being filmed like montage style. Yeah. It's like the, the style makes sense like in a five-minute YouTube clip, but... It's you, and... The audience is not always on your side. Well, I'm sure no. Hillary Clinton was like, have you seen the TikToks? So this is making too much sense. But certainly being a woman who is putting herself It's out like there, someone decided yeah. to do comedians and cars getting coffee without the cars, the coffee, or Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Did did you, you just see uh, what's her yeah. face uh, here? Literally, Hillary Clinton said something. They cut to her, no, and I don't know right. if they thought she was looking thoughtful, but she clearly had and no just, fucking idea so what she was talking you, about. You had no right to be a funny woman. No, I really and certainly not in public. You guys know this more than anyone. No, like, you know Amy Schumer actually makes Hillary Clinton look younger, so. Might be a well, good running mate for her. Hillary Clinton, immediately after the shoot ended, Absolutely. pounced on her, sank her teeth into her giant cheeks, no and sucked all the collagen out of her. You should see her now. She looks like Skeletor. Actually, she looks like Maria Schreiber. Arnold Schwarzenegger has actually married Amy Schumer. Do we have any idea what the met? It started off a little talk about vaginas. I feel like I'm becoming less charming as this goes. 
You? Yeah, like I'm absorbing some of Hillary Clinton's terrible essence. I think it's just that I'm uh super drunk and you're not drunk yeah, yeah. enough. Wait, you got you have a great bar by you. That bar is dangerously inexpensive. Oh, wait. Well, I also have a great bar next to me called Whiskey in a Bottle. Hell yeah. Oh, we're back to Geppetto. <laughs> oh god, if he turned Hillary Clinton into a puppet. You come home, your costume is completely dirty. Your mother still love you. Yeah. If you are a girl, he turns to Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, mother. Not so much. Love you. So he looks like if Hillary Clinton was cast in a Harry Potter movie. What if that it fucking is Hillary Clinton? Yeah, he kind of looks like her almost, right? With that beard. Legitimately, what if they're just shooting different angles and that is Hillary Clinton with a beard, a big fake nose? I think I'm more of a monster. Uh, okay, the chick that just did that is apparently uh, a dude on st again. You gotta, you gotta have this my shit right. Watches my shows. She's always upset that I'm not ladylike. Wait, that's that same uh, lady. Yeah. That lady was just that Rick Shapiro guy. That dude. You know Rick Shapiro? <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! No shit. I, I saw him live at uh, stand up in New York, dude, and he was great. It was post party. He does look like Rick Shapiro. Shit, man! I've done so many shows with Rick Shapiro. Really? Oh, dude, a million shows with Rick Shapiro. Yeah, dude, Rick Shapiro. I knew him from I knew him from Lucky Louie. Not yeah, was Lucky? Yeah, from Lucky Louie, which is a great show on HBO. And I always thought he was like an interesting guy, and people talked about how much of a killer he was. And then one time he was at Stand Up New York, but it was once he already had Parkinson's. But it was one of the best comedy sets I ever saw, and I can't tell you one joke that he told. Rick was a, I, I can't say was, he's not dead. Yeah, but I haven't heard his name so in a like, long time. I heard, whoa. And then I All right, pause it, pause it. Are they doing a seance? All right, pause, pause it real quick. We'll talk Rick Shapiro real quick. They'll move on. Sorry out there. This is a kind of comedian inside talk. So yeah, Rick Shapiro, he, he was, he, Rick Shapiro was like a, a fucking weird ass force in He was kind of Andy Kaufman-esque, right? Like he would just go up and just kind of go off and just, Wait, tangent. were you kind of turned on there when that lady grabbed uh, Chelsea's tits? No. I was kind of no. into it. It was like very medic. I was like, I don't know. It was right, like that, that was like watching Goblin on Goblin. I don't know. It was like watching. <laughs> have you ever seen the Dark Crystal, like the Gelflings? It was like, not even the okay. Gelflings, the Podlings. That was like Podling on Podling porn. Gross. Give me the Gelflings. All right. So what were you going to say about Rick Shapiro? Now we're back oh, at no. Caroline's. Now I'm just, it, it, fuck, yeah, fuck Rick Shapiro. No, no, Rick Shapiro's great. He's just, I don't know. You can't remember a single joke he ever told because he was just like topic to topic, kind of like psychopathic ranting. I, I could not tell you a single joke he ever wrote. Right. But he would either kill or die alternatingly. There was no in between. Interesting. You mean, because like if he just kind of got the audience on board with whatever the fuck he was doing, it would just kind of like snowball and roll. Because he was he like a, a personality right. comedian, right? Because like, like he was just manic, right? Just right. Like, bah, 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 fucking manic madman. And if the com if the if the crowd was into the comedic man man madman shit, it just like worked, and he could roll right. off it, and he like start grooving. But if it didn't work, then he was just kind of like a psychopath on stage that everyone's like what the fuck is happening this like was, was uh this is when you were doing your show out in la 
this is yeah and also when i was just doing comedy like when i was actually doing comedy like going right. and, and doing spots yeah i i used to do spots a lot of time like and he'd be on the same shows this is all california right yeah all la I feel like Robbie's uh, existence. Is Rick Shapiro your dad? <laughs> yeah, you ever meet his? He has a twin brother, Rob. Like, I'm not shitting. I'm not shitting on Rick Shapiro, by the way. I love Rick Shapiro. He has He's, a twin brother, Rob oh. Shapiro. It looks identical, and apparently the two of them hate each other. I'm not surprised by that at all. And Rob also does stand up. Oh, that's fucking. It's like Robin. Gallagher and Gallagher too. Yeah, <laughs> I met Rob in an open mic once, and I thought it was Rick, and then he was mad. And I was like, how can you be mad? How can you be mad? Dude, I, I remember one time. I right, pause it real quick. We're missing a lot. Okay. Real quick. I know it's getting I don't good. think we're, I don't think we're missing anything. I really, oh, wait, this chick's about Ooh. to shit herself. Oh, she's unzipping her. Is she give, give birth on stage? Excuse me. Did I laugh? There was a moment where you realized what I'm doing is a failure. <laughs> Nobody's left. And that is where you need to go. The flop. In clowning, unlike any... I want to see Hillary Clinton wow, and Chelsea Clinton try to do comedy, and they haven't. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be something? That's what we want to see out of this fucking shit. Oh, anyway, Rick Shapiro hit on my uh, girlfriend at the time in the audience, and that was really Right. Oh... You save the situation and you do another thing, you think it's funny. If people laugh, you save the flop, everybody love you again. This is great advice. If you don't do something funny, do something funny and then be funny. And that's a part of why clown is so difficult for some people to break into because they have to allow themselves to fail in order to get to the part where you have to save to save is if you don't flop there's nothing to save yeah. that's your really metaphor is, for it, life it, right hillary clinton has not taken that lesson to heart by the way that you have to flop in order to do better she has not taken that lesson right <laughs> hillary clinton flopped and instead of learning anything from it she instead went on a tour talking about how it was horse shit and how she was robbed and how uh, everything was poisoned against her. And especially I'm just, women. I'm really lost. Down, you fail, but in public. I feel like I'm watching a horror movie where I'm just like, just like disturbed by it. And we are afflicted with what I call it the It does have a bit of like you know, too many women, naked typewriter. What the fuck is that goddamn movie called? look perfect they have to act perfect they have to speak that perfect. fucking movie was like the vhs cassette is obsessed with uh now canceled uh who's that awesome actor that was in uh naked lunch you ever see naked lunch mm, maybe i feel like i've heard the title i don't think i've ever seen that though um, realize they probably filmed five different hours here with all incredibly successful comedians and then tried to cut the five hours down to one hour to make her look normal. And this is the best they had. Yeah. Is this inane conversation, nothing interesting said. And this is comedians. Just think how awful the next episodes are going to be. Right. 
thinking about nothing of this has been funny not a single fucking second about something you really care about it's more about can i start a dialogue you know huh? which could lead to change exactly i don't believe that i'm going to say something and it's going to light bulb go off i can work on my hillary go, clinton oh, nod right because it's more about Think about it, it is little Larry David, though. Ooh, it, it's, it's like it's like the one where it he's like, uh, "Are you lying or not?" Yeah. I mean, some stuff is. That's not helping anybody. That's not saving a life. Everything I say is. What the fuck? Naked lunch. They've obfuscated the main character. I'm gonna drink to that. Here you go, my I like the idea of going in where I think mm -hmm. there's potential backlash, you know, mm -hmm. waiting for me. I think for American women, the best decade was the 70s. You know, like uh, 1974, we got the right to have a credit card in our own name. And a lot of people don't know that this is the reason we got that in 74 is in 73, we got the right to have an abortion. And women in 73 started having abortions and they were like, you know what, I'd like to start putting these on a card. <laughs> James Woods. That's awesome. And when you go up and you you get this, it's like I want the arms down by the end of my set and get people to laugh at stuff that I think they wouldn't normally. We are already fighting enough battles just being women. I don't want to add anything else. If you don't get it, you don't get it. If I can't change it, I can't change it. Because guess what? For the most part, a lot of people who are ignorant on race or disability, they've been taught that. They got to unlearn that shit themselves. Hello. Here's the thing, right? All right, for me, most people, in my opinion, especially for disability, are looking to laugh more than they're not looking to laugh. And for women, like, I don't know, maybe you'll think women are not funny. I don't know. But point being, if you're funny, you went over the crowd. I've seen a ton of funny women. I've seen a ton of not funny women. I've seen a ton of shitty dude comedians. At this point in time, there's no fucking way that people are against women comedians or against disabled comedians. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Being disabled is a a benefit for you, honestly. I mean, I'm trying to get shit for this, but in comedy being disabled like being different being funky kind of like an acting right like you know, like those character actors right. being different and funky like that chick my my good buddy was uh his ex-girlfriend is kirsten shawl right he did comedy and like there's the voice of like the chicken bob's burgers she's got a really weird voice like she's a weird ass voice chick she's weird fucking multi-millionaire being right. different and weird is good. A disability is good. It can help you in comedy. Like, well, get I think the fuck can, out of here. It can make you an underdog and likable, but it's still, there's not a ton of, uh, that guy Josh Blue, there still isn't like a ton of success for, like, if you, if you think of the top 50 comics in the country, there's probably not any disabled people on the list. Well, but that's kind of like falls into the realm of and this is like what pisses me off about like the Oscar push for uh, yeah to be considered for an Oscar you have to have certain number of people that are like black, lesbian, gay, disabled. You're like okay, right? Look, I understand what you're trying to do here, and it's like I'm a writer, like I'm a screenwriter. All the everything people are trying to do now, like we want diverse voices. We're looking for right. uh, black, lesbian, Eskimo, uh, you know, one like people. Okay, cool, fine, but those people are. 5% of the population, everybody else is 95%. And if you only limit yourself to those 5%, then you're not going to find a lot of success. Like, of course, the top 50 comedians are probably not going to be 
a one-legged dude. Right, I get what you're saying. I've, I've, statistically, I've made this, right. No, I've made the same argument for even that there's just more men trying to do comedy. So oh, it's totally. like by the time you're seeing a man, he probably beat out 2,000 people versus a lady comic that might have beaten out 25. Right. So just like, yeah. So I get what you're saying, that the odds of being a great one-legged comedian versus being a great white comedian – well, now you have to look at just how many one-legged people are even trying to do comedy versus white males. Right, exactly. And like, and so like writing and like all these shows now, they there's a reason these shows are not great. And it's because they are eliminating 75% of the eligible writing audience. Steve Bannon, he made the documentary somehow. Ah, oh, he looks great. <laughs> Dave Madeline. Oh, wait, wait, no, let, let's hear Dude, this. That was, this her that was so funny. Just, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, I just paused it. Yeah. I got to say, Robbie had a, that was fucking hilarious, Robbie. Most <laughs> people right. are going to be listening to this. Madeline Albright came on, <laughs> came on the screen. <laughs> and Robbie, Robbie made the excellent observation. She does look like Steve Bannon. <laughs> they didn't, by the way, I love this wardrobe decision <laughs> that Hillary looks like she's out uh, with the Eskimos and Chelsea's just like casual fall it's New York a City fall day. day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's let's, just Chelsea uh, Clinton, Chelsea had just got her injections of adrenocrine uh, right. from the children into her fucking. So she's or, running she's running hot anyways. Yeah. All right. Let's uh this is and Hillary Clinton uh gonna praise Madeline Albright. Uh so let's let's hear this praise that she has for uh with the pins that she wore. Oh, it's the pin. It's all about the pins. Leadership's all about this pins, Robbie. After the first Gulf War, How many times have I told you this? You should be running part of the problem. Pins. <laughs> and so the next time she went to see Saddam Hussein, she wore a big serpent pin, which was an oh. elegant but smart way of making the point. Look, I'm listening and I'm watching. Go oh, my God. You must be fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. Like, how many men don't notice when their own wives get a haircut? She thought that showing up to Saudi, uh, I mean, to Iraq and wearing a different pin was going to get a notice by uh, Saddam Hussein. Saddam, Saddam looked at all of his aides and he gave him a wink and they brought out uh, a fucking peacock pin. They all wore peacock pins. And he's like, yeah. statesmanship. Like, what the <laughs> It's what like I will I will match your pin with this pin, and then he and then he left and did a wardrobe change. Which which pin did she wear to get Gaddafi fucking sodomized to death? Which right. pin? What if we had to guess? Which pin? Porcupine? Uh, well, that's libertarian. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess. God, what's a like? You know that like, that that dinosaur that had like the the tail with the thumper on it and spikes. Okay, Al Allosaurus. Are that duck, called? Aren't ducks rapey? What, or cats are oh, rapey? Ducks are the only other mammal that rapes. They have a corkscrew cock. Yeah, so maybe that would be a good symbolism for uh, no, coffees. Yeah. Well, let's see if she talks about it. <laughs> I would actually prefer if this show was just about the pins that women wear. <laughs> Going to negotiate with the Russians over an anti-ballistic missile treaty. She found a pin in her collection that looked like a missile. Which she just happened to have lying around. She had so many pins, as one does. She yep. To wear pins just, what do I have that looks like a nuclear warhead? <laughs> one of the Russians said, oh, so you got one of the missiles you have aimed at us? Rather pointed. <laughs> exactly. 
She goes, no, you just better watch it. I like to think kind of that gave other people comfort in figuring out how to take something that maybe was meant as an insult. Hillary, or no, sorry, Chelsea Clinton's got some right. cheeks. Something beautiful, maybe something provocative. Like she has like big maybe ass cheeks, I'll say that. Kind of it's a cheeky broad. <laughs> Exactly That's right. Hillary. Hillary's got cheeks. Like they're they're cheeky oh, bitches. It's a debate. It was a surreal experience. As he's stalking me and clearing yeah. and looming over me. Oh, here you go. Back to Trump. Back off, you creep. All right. Obviously, we can't have a, a show about gutsy without talking about how Donald Trump is a fucking creep during the debates. Even though Bill Clinton is a rapist. The blank, you know, leader. You can't take somebody, you know, stalking her on a stage. It's like what you were describing in Boston. It becomes your responsibility to try to bring everybody back right. together. And it's just so tiring. Well, how embarrassing is this, Robbie? Just say what we feel instead of having to think about, wait a minute, how, how is this going to go over? Robbie, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm trying to... Was there a good joke I should have come up with? I think a joke would have worked. Yeah. Because you're, you're right. If I turn around and, and tell him he's being creepy, they would have jumped all over you. Mm. Like, yes, Donald, it is all mine. This is, <laughs> I know you're back here trying to see what's happening with my hair, but unlike, your hair. unlike yours, Donald, this is all mine. Oh, to turn the clock back. That would have been good. <laughs> all right, Robbie is dying, everybody. I think he has uh, no, had I'm, a stroke. I, I'm still here. I think I got two more minutes of this. We're going to call this, this stream at 110, so we got a five-minute shot clock. That's fine, but dude, we just skipped over Hillary Clinton, literally. We don't have to finish it. Okay. I, I, I would rather talk about what just happened than fucking finish it, to be honest. Wait, let's let's fast forward a little bit and just see what else they had planned within the episode. Because they must have like that, that moral of the story recap at the end. Can't do this. I can't. It's not even funny. You're giving you know, that's that look, you were fast forwarding. You heard, you, wait, you heard Wanda Sykes Wanda just say, pause it for real quick. Yeah, yeah. Robbie was fast forwarding. You stopped on Wanda Sykes saying, look, uh, we can't do this. We can't do that. And saying that, uh, what was the other one? Uh, women uh, are failures. So I think we got it. <laughs> Women are failures. That was the moral of the story. <laughs> the point of the no, they must have that like ending moment where it's just Hillary Clinton to camera telling us the the big message that they learned from meeting with all these women. So Donald Trump stole the election. All right, all right. Here, we'll watch. We'll watch the last minute of it. Oh wait, no, got to pull it back. No, no, don't do that thing where you make me go to the next one. It's Chicago right now. Come yeah, on. well, yeah, that does happen. Oh, you think she's going to roll a strike? <laughs> if it was a think, one, or you think they cut right so after? Much. Oh, no, no. Wow, oh, it's dedicated to Madeline Albright. We don't, we don't even get that moment where Hillary... Like dissecting a frog. Wait a minute. You may learn something from it, but the frog dies in the process. I just was yep. on the train coming up from Washington. Okay. And the conductor asked me if I wanted a wheelchair, and I said no. I'm going on Colbert to kick ass. Uh, uh, didn't, uh, Madeline, uh. Did, didn't Madeline Albright also say that they were totally fine uh, killing many millions of children? Is that a different moment? Oh, no, that was, that was England's prime minister. I'm sorry. That's how she got her strength. When you can be this cruel, that's how you can get up and have this spunk and not need a wheelchair at that age. Yeah. Dude, I, I didn't realize this. Was, it's an hour show. 
45 minutes an hour show? Yeah, they could have cut that down to 20 minutes. Oh, that was brutal. I mean, I would I, love to do this like regularly, and I and you, and I would not be this drunk most of the time. But that's long hours. I, that's a long. I show. feel, I feel tired. <laughs> well, I you think, don't have to do it this late. This is this was your choice. I think I would do it again, but I think uh, a producer needs to pre-watch the episode and pull the clips that are worth critiquing because there's too much uh, slow-moving non-critiquable nonsense you have the power robbie there you go there you go all right well we're gonna call it there uh wait no we're not no okay all right wait one second okay i'm waiting we have to go back to one thing one thing sure one thing Robbie. please when hillary clinton is talking to wanda sykes in the bowling alley yes and she goes back to the moment where she's debating donald trump and he's stalking her on stage was that the most pathetic fucking thing you've ever seen? And this shows about gutsy women, but clearly it's not. Clearly it's about Hillary Clinton. Oh, well, she just basically she told wrong. you a story about how she uh, bitched out. She's calling her series gutsy and even telling you an example of where she couldn't stand up for herself. Amen. There you go. Amen. That was her big moment to stand up to a man and show the gutsiness of women. And uh, she's she's telling you of her flop. She could she's she like, could. I, I guess she should do the the the. This could be the redemption story about her trying to find her bravery, kind of like in uh, Wizard of Oz. You know yeah. what I mean? That that maybe that's what the the show should be about was that she realized she didn't have guts. That's why she stayed in her marriage. That's why she's been uh, okay with working for the deep state all these years. And so now she's actually trying to find a backbone. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. Again, go back to our original concept of, like, the Clintons tracking on the murder. She's like, I'm going to make it right. I'm going to find every family that we killed a person. We're gonna, I'm going to make it right. No. Awful. And I like she's like, I wish I had you, Wanda Sykes, as my writer during the, the debate. Bitch, just be like, Donald Trump, you can't even use email. Not, whatever. We're done here. I have a baby to take care of, Robbie. No, you don't. Just stay away from that baby. Remember, don't shake it. <laughs> Look. That's what I yeah. tell my wife about my dick, and look how I ended up with a baby. Oh, there you go. Uh, before we call it an episode, why don't you plug everything you got going on? I know you got Lions of Liberty. I do. Lions of Liberty. Uh, by the way, big selling point, Mark Clareless. Mark Clareless, <laughs> Lions of Liberty, everybody. Make sure you listen to that. Yeah, uh, me and H.D. Jim, Lions of Liberty, the uh, longest-running libertarian podcast out there that's not run by Tom Woods. And boring podcast which robbie will be on soon he doesn't know yet but he will be which is pure comedy and uh yeah i'm sorry i was so drunk uh and uh no this was great but i I, I literally have not slept much in a couple days and uh this is what happens hey man congrats (laughs) this is kid number two this is kid two two girls two girls which which is karma for a coxman there you go there you go. All right. That is our episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a good one. And, uh, you know, that's it. Later, dudes.